MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is a Thursday, and it is the fifth day of January. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, an Amber Alert has been issued for a seven-month-old girl in South Jersey. New Jersey State Police say Emery Rivera was last seen in Vineland, Cumberland County. She's described as black Hispanic female, uh, about two feet, one inches tall, 20 pounds, and brown hair and brown eyes. She was wearing a pink Minnie Mouse sweater and pants. Police say that she is with her father, 22-year-old Ramon Rivera Jr. Authorities are looking for a bronze Acura MDC with New Jersey license plate H79NSN. Anyone with information should call 911. After suffering a cardiac arrest mid-game on Monday, Buffalo Bill safety DeMar Hamlin remains sedated on a ventilator as doctors work towards getting him to breathe on his own, his uncle said, while the uneasy supporters across the nation await word on his fate. The 24-year-old player still was in critical condition. Uh, His uncle Dorian Glenn told CNN after his collapse on the field. But on Wednesday morning, Hamlin, Hamlin's family a spokesperson, Jordan Rooney, said loved ones were told by doctors that Hamlin's condition is moving in a positive direction. Glenn was watching the game in Pittsburgh along with Hamlin's youngest brother and said everyone uh, thought at first it was just a normal hit and that he would pop back up, maybe take a few plays off and come back. When 10 to 20 minutes passed, they knew that something was serious. Glenn said he tried to console Hamlin's seven-year-old brother, telling him it would be all right, but soon it was a parent it might not be all right uh, once the game was canceled the family loaded up two cars and drove to pittsburgh uh, from pittsburgh to cincinnati to support hamlin uh, glenn said hamlin is still fighting and the family appreciates the prayers from all over the world you know it's kind of interesting is that you know he has this obviously this this breathing issue but they they have him on his stomach yeah that's what yeah. that's something they that at first came to my attention um, when people were on respirators COVID. during COVID. Yeah, yeah. they, they, they found out. Be, right? They didn't realize that um, that helps the situation right. out somewhere. For and it seemed to be another. like, I, I thought, oh, that, that's got to exacerbate the totally. issue. Yeah, but it works in, in, in the person's Dr. favor. Mike, because when I had COVID, it turned into pneumonia. Uh, and Dr. Mike had me on my stomach doing those uh, breathing exercises. Yeah. And he was like, listen, it's so important. Uh, you don't want to end up in the hospital. So yeah. I was laying on the floor on my stomach doing those breathing <laughs> Treatments. I don't think I knew until now, Kathy, that he had a seven-year-old brother who was watching the yeah. game as well. Yeah, that's terrifying. Me neither. Uh, Hamlin is on a ventilator to relieve some of the strain on his lungs, which has been uh, which have been damaged, according to Glenn. The doctor told Glenn his nephew has also been flipped over on his stomach in the hospital to help with the blood on his lungs, he said. Uh, it seems that he's trending upwards in a positive way. The game was suspended with nearly six minutes left in the first quarter and was later officially postponed. Uh, it will not be resumed this week and no decision has been made on whether to continue it at a later date, the NFL said on Tuesday. You saw the GoFundMe is now at $7 million. Oh, yeah. gosh. Wow. That's crazy. Insane. Yeah. Oh. Don't count the Philly Pops out just yet. The nation's largest standalone Pops Orchestra made the announcement in November that they would fold in large part due to the pandemic and plummeting ticket sales. But following a board vote Tuesday, Pops leadership announced they are reevaluating their business model, specifically how they will fund the organization. We have to have the Pops. Yes, we do. I've I've been to it several times, and they're fantastic. I love that event. Well, and I think after they made the announcement, sort of
sort of like us. We're like, wait, what? We they can't yeah. go away. Yeah. Um, they said their Christmas show was very well supported. So you know, after the announcement, people were like, we got to get out and see them. And uh, so there was kind of there's there's giving them a second chance, I guess. Yeah. Maybe they need to uh, they need to start. I mean, you know, so they'll do these feature things where they'll do like uh, you know uh, the Beatles, right, 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 blues or something like that. Uh, maybe be a little more contemporary, you know, Slipknot. Slipknot, like yeah, that. that'd be awesome. Could, uh, bring I'd like it to see that. Current. You could play your flutophone. I could, yes. I'm, gonna, I'm a master. Featured. First chair flutophone. Well, they got to figure something out, right? Uh, because people aren't going. So, well, figure it out. Like, why are people not going? He got to well, do something. You the know number one I mean? complaint like, is too much music. Right. Wow. And that's it. <laughs> Cut back on the music. More talk. Chief Operating Officer Karen Corbin said what that will require is a vigorous campaign that is kicking off today. After announcing in November that it would cease operations, the Pops still went on with the Christmas show and received an overwhelming response from the public, including chants of Save the Pops during the performances. Corbin said they also received uh, impassioned letters and realized that Philly Pops' connection to the public was too strong not to try to save the organization. Is it time to introduce moms as well? In pops and moms? Yeah, right. Uh, moms and Pops. I think moms should get yeah. the lead yeah, yeah. bill. Yeah. The, the Philly Moms and Pops. I think so. Yeah. The Pops, more than other art organizations in the city, depended on ticket sales. And Gum Gum. Steve, right. or the Pips. The Pips. Could be the Pops and the Pops Pips. Pops and the Pips. Yeah. That'd be nice. Grants, sponsors, and our I relationship we with yep. Welcome America, the city of the Commonwealth, as an or- uh, orchestra of civic celebration, those things will become a larger percentage of what we do than the ticket-driven shows, according to uh, Corbin. In 2023, expect to see Christmas shows, the Salute Series, and Educational and Community engagement programs, but additional programs are yet to be planned. That will depend on the fundraising. In sports this morning. Uh, sorry, hang on. The Sixers beat the Indiana Pacers 129 to 126 in overtime last night in South Philly. DeAnthony Melton hit a go-ahead three-pointer late in overtime, and James Harden scored 26 points to help the Sixers, who were playing without Joel Embiid, beat the Pacers. Melton put the Sixers ahead 125-124 with 216 left in overtime and finished with 19 points. Montrez Harrell followed with a dunk, and the Sixers held on for their 11th straight home win. Harrell, who was playing in place of Embiid, also had 19 points on 8-for-9 shooting. The Sixers are at home again tomorrow night with a game against the Chicago Bulls. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and the Flyers, who have won three straight games are back home tomorrow night they'll take on the arizona coyotes the puck will drop at seven o'clock and that's what i have for you this morning okay thank you folks uh day three post vacation and i'm hitting that day three wall oh my god uh yeah. you know yeah. what i mean yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely yes absolutely I was so i'm exhausted. so happy i'm not alone though <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. oh my god I, no. could, I woke up this morning. I was like, why am I so tired? <laughs> I, on I, Tuesday, driving into work, I was in a good mood. Yeah. I was like, yeah, hey, I'm excited to go back yeah, to work. And yeah. I, I got a, a bunch of rest over the holidays. Today, man, getting out of bed was hard. I didn't sleep well last well, night. Today is technically Wednesday would no- right. normally be the day. Today is uh, our Wednesday. Wednesday. Right. I'm happy to have it be a Thursday, though. Yeah, yes. yeah. But you're right, though. I mean, that that third day, that Wednesday yeah. after returning from the weekend, is always the the toughest uh, energy wise. But <laughs> let's muster. Let's dig deep. Yes. Let's get this baby empty the tank. Yeah. 
Leave it all in the gym. <laughs> Whatever. Piss on the floor. Piss on oh, the floor yeah. if you can. Is that a thing? <laughs> Take a dump no. in their mouth. <laughs> what? Ew. You guys clearly have not been to the gym recently. You're right. Dick, come on. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we do have some things happening today. We got some stuff to give away. We have some stories to share. We have anecdotes, and we have a guest this morning, uh, Blake Wexler, who is a former intern on our program. That's right. Uh, he's going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club. So we'll check in with Blake. See how he has been. And find out a little bit about where his head is uh, going into the show, which is tonight at 8 at Helium Comedy. Uh, you can go to heliumcomedy.com to get the tickets. So, uh, all that going on. Uh, let's take a quick break. Come back in a second. The entertainment report is up when we return. I have some things to share and a stupid question with stuff to give to you. So, hang on this Thursday. We'll be right back. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we have a stupid question this morning. And what is there? What, uh, it's just funny. Yeah, no when, when she first said Ozzy.com, I was like, is, is Ozzy Osbourne a sponsor? But it's not O-Z-Z-Y. It's O-Z-Y. O-Z-Y.com. All right. Yeah. Never heard of it. And this... Latte for your mind, guys. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's like a woman drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Brian Regan. He's going to be at the Miller Theater in Center City on January 14th. Here's the question that I have for you this morning. Pretty easy one, too. What is the highest number on a standard roulette wheel? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. What is the highest number on a standard roulette wheel? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, we have a number of birthdays to mention this morning. Uh, start with this one. Uh, actor Clancy Brown. Love him. Yep. Celebrates his birthday. Um, First time on the Highlander. Yeah, that's right. He was the the, the, the evil dude. Yeah. 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 I, it's been so long since I've seen mm-hmm. that movie. I don't remember the character's names. He was the Kurg. The Kurg. Okay. I believe it's, yeah. And that, he's now gone on to more benign things. Yeah. Like, like uh, SpongeBob. Mr. Krabs. Yeah. Yeah. He's Eugene Krabs. From he's Kurg to Krabs. The voice. <laughs> but uh, his, his role in Shawshank is just... Oh just my god! Best, oh right? my god, he's amazing. Yep. We got, we have all these Shawshank clips. Yeah, not one of them is is Clancy Brown. You're kidding me? Uh, yeah. So, uh, Lord, it's a miracle. That's the uh, yeah. That's, that's the the warden. Uh, the warden. Uh, uh, young, bright. Uh, that's also. We had we had a clip for him at one point because we had him on the show and leading into it, I, I, I had you play it, and it's like you got that right. You maggot D mother effer. <laughs> yeah. And well, it's in the beginning of the movie when they're they're first introducing the guards to life at Shawshank and what it's gonna be like. They it's have gonna to be unpleasant. Up. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh and uh, the guy goes, When do we eat? <laughs> and he says for it, he goes, You eat when we say you eat, you sleep when you say you sleep, you S when we say you S. You got that, you maggot D mother effer. I think we might have it, but it might sound a little bit different. I don't know. Let's, right, just, let's just try this out. Right, I wish we're... I could tell you that Andy fought the good fight. Oh, that's... And his sisters let him be. 
No, nah, that's not it. <laughs> that's a different line. Yeah. Damn it. That was the kids' present. Remember the, that, that they took that field trip that day? Present, pre- I do. Yeah. And they went over to the kids' Shawshank. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Clancy Brown is 64. Shaw Scamp. Uh, the great Diane Keaton has her birthday today. Legend. Yep. Uh, everything from The Godfather to Annie Hall to Something's Gotta Give. The fact that she could be in The Godfather, uh, Godfather 1, Godfather 2, uh, and 3, uh, and, and deliver, you know, very dramatic, incredible performance in that and still be as comedically adroit as she was in Play It Again, Sam, and Andy yeah. Hall, yeah. and uh, The Father of the Bride, all that stuff. Great. Yep, she turns uh, 77 years old today. Something's Gotta Give is definitely, like, one of the greatest houses in a movie I've ever yeah, seen. It's terrific. That, I would love to live in that house. Oh, yeah, on the beach? On the beach, and oh. the hands. That is, like, an unbelievably great house. Yep. Uh, so we also have a birthday today in Charlie Rose turning a year older. <laughs> Hanging around the house with his robe open. That's yeah, right. Yeah, is he, uh, he, he's still my... He's me too Okay. Yeah, and, uh, the thing is, he would, he would hang around with his robe open, right? And have his, uh, so. his assistants come over. Oh. The funny thing is, is he, he oh, seemed gross. to be like the pinnacle of yeah. button-down... You know, sitting at the table, great interviewer. Yeah, at least have his robe buttoned down yeah. uh, and <laughs> not open for I'm him. sorry, my yeah. penis is out. Uh, he's 81 today, by the way. Uh, another Godfather alum, the great Robert Duvall. One of the best. His birthday as well. Yeah. Top five actors. I met him. Did you guys? I met him. I wasn't working with you guys. We were working, working at NBC. Did he come over here too? No, no. That would have been mm-hmm. amazing. I remember you telling me about meeting him. And you know what he loves to do? And you have in Dan- common? He's a dancer. He's a dancer. I know. Yeah. He, he did like a little dance. He directed what, a movie. About- yeah. Forget what he was promoting when he was here, but it, it prompted some little dance at, at the NBC what, <laughs> studios. Was it, was it ballroom? Is that, or, or, or like the Bossa there's Nova? There's something that has to do with tango. Right, 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 yeah. That he was... He and his wife. Yeah, that the movie was about. Yeah. Um, But also, uh, besides uh, The Godfather, uh, Apocalypse Now, The Natural... Uh, I mentioned this not too long ago. The Apostle, he's amazing. He was Boo Radley in To Kill a Mockingbird. It was that far back. And he back. was in Too Boo Too Burious. Too Boo Too Burious. Oh, wow. The sequel. Okay. Yeah. I didn't uh, I didn't see that. Yeah. I need to see <laughs> it's that. really sometime. good. Uh, he is 92 years old today. Uh, Ted Lange played your bartender, Isaac, on The Love Boat. Uh, he is 75 years old. That's Do you giant- the first time we saw him, I think, was on the series That's My Mama, right? No, I don't know. Did, did that predate? Uh, I think that predated, I yeah, yeah. I never saw That's My Mama. Yeah. The only thing I know about That's My Mama is that uh, Randy Watson from uh, <laughs> Coming to America starred in the What's Going Down episode That's right. of That's My Mama. I, I, I he played that Joe the Policeman, <laughs> if I remember correctly. I thought that that was a joke. Yeah. But like that, that's, uh, all of that was fictional until I <laughs> met Steve, and he's like, we no, watched. no, That's My Mama is a show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we watched That's My Mama. Yeah, and Steve, he played Junior on That's My Mama. Hey, there you go. And that was before landing the uh, bartender role. Wow. All right. He's like, he's uh, 75. <laughs> Wait, I'm, what was That's My Mama? It was a sitcom? So, yeah, yeah it was like, uh, what's happening? Okay. Uh, and uh, they had a, a great um, actress who was very charismatic playing Mama. Okay. And I think when he his character would come in, he, he was the delivery guy and said, I got it, I got it, and I got to put it down. Oh, so he had a he had a Yeah, catchphrase. he had like a catchphrase. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it's Marilyn Manson's birthday today. Oh boy. Uh, well, I have some news about him coming up in music news later on. Maybe I'll include it uh, in this report. But, He's joining uh, Pearl Jam, Nick. <laughs> uh, no, they've uh, the the woman who was uh, had the charges against him had, uh, had it's been thrown out of court. Yeah, 
Um, so, yeah, he's, he's clear of that particular uh, accusation as of now. So he turns uh, 54 years old today. Mm. Uh, Stephen Kojikaro. Uh, the fashion maven, right, is uh, fifty three. That's the world we live in. Yes. Uh, do I? Okay. I, it, does he have a special like? Is this brand called Stephen Kojikaro? Is it called something else that I? Wait, don't, no, that he was like aware. a reporter, right? Wasn't oh, he like a fashion? Yes, that's that's what what he's not a, yeah, yeah. I think he was on E for a while. I think so. I yeah, think that's right. where I knew the name from. He's not a designer. He's no, just a, he's a dancer. Maybe okay. he, he dabbles in design. <laughs> I don't know, case, but okay. I just knew him as fashion, kind no, of. No, she was a dancer. In case he's a Canadian fashion critic. There you go. You You know, they're really good up there. They Uh, wear a lot of clothes. uh, Guitarist Chris Stein played guitar in Blondie, was responsible for writing a bunch of the songs as well. He turns uh, 73 years old. The documentary on Blondie is really good. Yeah. And their impact on, you know, music at the time. Yeah. I I need to to watch that. That's a band that... uh, if, if, when you dive or deep in, dive deeper into it, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah they were legit. Yeah, they were legit for sure. Uh, it's Bradley Cooper's birthday. Ah, oh! my best friend. <laughs> Thank you, Casey. Uh, he turns 48 years old today and has given us great movies like Silver Linings Playbook and The Hangover movies, Wedding Crashers, and Man, A Star's Born is fantastic. It is. He did such a great job. It, you could tell he loved that material. Well, when they announced it, I'm like, we have been to this well. I'm a massive fan of the Judy Garland uh, version, which was a remake in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, and um, knocked it out of the park. Now he's playing... Leonard Bernstein, right? Yes, yes. I'm not sure. That that should be coming up this year. It's this year. You're impressed in this too photo. Leonard, too Lurious. <laughs> this photo in front of you. <laughs> this is him. This is Bradley Cooper as uh, Leonard wow. Bernstein. Yeah, yeah. they've aged uh, with, the, with the makeup. They have done a great job at making him look way older. Uh, so he turns 48 uh, today. Carrie and Inaba. No, she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Jinx, oh, my God. <laughs> Dancing with the stars. Uh, hence the clip. Uh, I never really loved her. Oh, I love her. I do. On, uh, uh, she was a judge. She was one of the original judges on yeah. So You Think You Can Dance. And, Wasn't she a Laker uh, no. girl or a fly girl or what was she? No, hold on. Not So You Think You Can Dance. Um, oh, Dance, Dance with the Stars. Dance with the Stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, she was always like, I don't know, a little too bitchy. She oh, has cool. a, and she has a, a small role in the second Austin Powers movie. Oh, yeah. She either plays oh, right. Fook Me or Fook You. <laughs> I think so. I forgot which one it is, but <laughs> right. she plays one of those characters, which I was really surprised to find out about, like, years and years later. But, uh, yeah, she turns 55 today. Oh, a goddess. January Jones uh, celebrates her birthday today, too. I never did watch Mad Men. I need to go and watch that sometime. Uh, I watched the first season, thought it was great, and then stopped watching it. I don't know why I did. I, I think I got distracted with other shows, but she's um, she was great. The Last Man on Earth. The, the Last uh, Man on Earth is great. Will uh, Ferrell. Uh, no, no, Will no, no. Forte. Forte. Uh, it was a great series, and she was hilarious in it. And movies like uh, Love Actually, uh, X-Men First Class. She's great in that. Uh, and what's uh, Anger Management? She plays one of the porn stars. <laughs> She's great. Uh, so she turns 45 today. 
Uh, Steve, it's Kristen Cavallari's birthday. Ah! Very Cavallari. Yes, very Cavallari. I, I watched that show. I love that show. Our friend and uh, former calendar girl, Brittany. Mm-hmm. And they're still, like, really good yeah. friends. Oh, she is one of the main... I think she's still working for the company, right? I think right? so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that, that you got to say she's got an incredible business sense. Yeah, I mean, she did a good... Uh, Kristen Cavallari did a good job with her business, and she expanded it. I mean, she has stores. They opened a new store. She went from, like, jewelry. She has home stuff now, baby stuff. Uh, so not only that, but she got started on Laguna Beach and the Hills. Yes. Uh, she is, uh, I'm wearing thir- my Laguna Beach shirt today, Preston. She's 36 Wait. today in honor of her birthday. <laughs> so, um, uh, I was in Nashville a couple of years ago and I went into her store. Uh, it was, we were there for a bachelorette party and we Uncommon all Uncommon James. Uncommon James. Yeah. And uh, it was great. And she had this, you know, this little like dainty jewelry yeah. and a whole store of it. And I, that's where I looked at it and I was like. Why can't I do this? Yeah. Like, I looked at the stuff. It wasn't over the top. There was, but it was, I mean, the line was out the door. It, people were buying up everything. Well, and I was like, why? It's a lot like your place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was like, yeah. why Why can't I have my own jewelry line? Well, the smart and that's thing where is, I came up with the idea was inside her store. Well, you had you had also had a mechanism promoting it with the series. Yeah. The series was about oh, the creation yeah. Well, of the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That certainly helped. Yeah. Are you plugging your business? No, but I'm just saying, I, I, was, I stood in her store, and I was like, I can do this. Gazzurano Jewelry Collection. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I can say it. I'm your boss. I can say that it's fine jewelry at reasonable prices. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about your jewelry when I was having dinner at uh, Rosalie the other night, and I was like, thinking, man, this spaghetti that I'm having at Rosalie is really good. And then did you go to the car wash? No, I'm, the one, I'm, not, I, I'm, not, I'm not playing that. Kristen Cavallari is uh, 36 days. And then the last birthday, a local fella, Mr. Ed Rendell, celebrates his birthday today. Ed is uh, 79 years old today. And do we know how he is? Because he is... Actually, yes, I know a a friend of his who just, I was uh, hanging with a couple days ago. He's he's uh, obviously he's a little bit um, his mobility's a bit of an he issue. Has Parkinson's, but right? yes, but he's sharp and 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 with okay. it and and you know he's always been a uh, a very smart guy. Yeah. You know, very uh, very active, fun guy to hang out with too. Man, he's just a he's just a uh, I don't know. He gets a good energy from yeah. Adele. Well, I worked with him for a couple of years, yeah. and it was like you never knew what was going to come out of his mouth. Yeah. You know what he was going to do, what he was going to say, and it was fun. Yeah. All right, uh, we're looking for an answer to a stupid question. What is the highest number on a standard roulette wheel, 215-263-WMMR. It's Mike that we're going to go over the answer. Hey, Mike, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Good, man. Hi, Mike. Mike. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> what is the highest number on a standard roulette wheel, please? 36, baby. Thir- 36. Yeah. yeah. Did you say 36? We did. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, hang on, Mike. Hi, Mike. All right, Mike, we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see Brian Regan, January 14th, Miller Theater in Center City. Some tickets remain. You can go to WMMR.com uh, for more information. All right, let's get into the entertainment stories. We'll start with this. Prince Harry claims that he and Prince William got into an actual physical fist fight over oh. Meghan Markle. Yeah. Excerpts uh, from Harry's forthcoming book, Spare, obtained by The Guardian, say that the brothers got into a shouting match after the Prince of Wales referred to Markle as difficult, rude, and abrasive. And 
And according to the Duke of Sussex, the heir to the throne, quote, grabbed me by the collar, ripping my necklace, and he knocked me to the floor. Wow. Uh, the spill caused him to fall into a dog bowl in the kitchen where they fought and left visible bruising. He says that the queen then got up on the counter and did like a wrestling move. <laughs> what? Yeah. From the top turnbuckle? From the top turnbuckle. Wow. Uh, where is this information coming from? Is it from the show? Is that why it's being... Uh, he's teasing this information. It's from him. It's coming out of the book. book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Harry writes that uh, William urged him to hit back, but he refused not long after uh, the future king looked, quote, regretful, and he apologized to him. Uh, spare drops on uh, January 10th. But they're brothers. Brothers are going to... That's what they, they do. do. That happens. I, you, know? you know. Brothers got a hug. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Do you think he gave him a purple narple? I, you would hope so. I, I fought with my brothers all the time. I was the oldest. I had two younger brothers, and then uh, my youngest brother, Josh, started playing hockey and uh, got bigger and stronger than me. And, and I was like, I don't feel let's like fighting my Let's find a peaceful solution. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's negotiate this. You've yeah. got to learn how to negotiate. <laughs> Uh, Twitch from uh, the Ellen DeGeneres show uh, was honored at a private ceremony on Wednesday. His name is Stephen Boss. Uh, family members, including his wife, Allison, uh, gathered to say goodbye to the former Ellen DeGeneres show DJ, of course, who died by suicide on December 13th. He was only 40 years old. Uh, source told E! News a larger celebration of life for friends uh, that Stephen considers family will be put together in the future. So uh, they're still, you know, uh, more Seems like forever ago. I know, I know. Um, a 911 call log reveals that Jeremy Renner was, quote, completely crushed after the snowplow ran over him earlier this week. <laughs> Uh, and mind you, it's like a snow cap. I mean, yeah, these are these huge. are big shreds. It's really, really big. Uh, according to an emergency log obtained by TMZ, Renner could be heard moaning in the background of the call and was experiencing heavy bleeding from his head. Uh, the log notes also said that after the star was run over by the snow cat, his chest collapsed oh and his gosh. upper torso was crushed. Oh well, listen, he, that level of damage. That's why seeing that selfie that he took is so encouraging because you figure, you, yeah, how do you survive that? Well, I, I have a feeling that, um, and, and something happened to my dad when he was a kid because he lived, he grew up on a, a farm and farm community and, um, uh, he was, uh, his brother was driving a tractor. My right. dad went and jumped up, uh, tried to jump up on the tractor as it was moving, mm. lost his footing, felt the tractor ran over him. Right. Those gigantic. Wheels, you know, like like five foot tall wheel, went over him, but it was on ground that had been tilled recently, and so it pushed him down into the ground, and he survived because it ran right across his chest. Um, it's I would amazing imagine that that there had to have been snow because yeah. there's no way you survive on pavement on pavement with the weight mm. of a vehicle like that. So that was probably the saving uh, detail in this whole story, uh, and I still want to know. More when when he feels better and he starts to talk about this, you know exactly what happened. You know, I want to hear from him how that came to be that he ended up underneath that machine. You know what? As you get up on that thing, you know, and we that's oh. the vehicle that we use when we were at the cardboard classic, obviously to take us from the broadcast site to the uh, to the classic itself. Uh, and uh, when you're stepping up on those treads, it's not like it's you know very firm. You're huh. yeah, there's a lot of give exactly. to the treads. Yeah. Uh, in the lead-up to the accident, uh, the actor was removing snow from his driveway so that members of his family could leave. He was also clearing snow from a neighbor's driveway and helping a stranded motorist. Uh, he's currently in the intensive care unit in a Nevada hospital, uh, recovering from two surgeries for blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injury. So, um, 
Hopefully, he'll be checked out of there soon. And uh, but he's definitely on the mend. You know, oh, he yeah. posted a selfie yesterday, and uh, and he's doing a, a little bit better. So we'll keep an eye on that. Ashley Olson married her longtime beau, artist Louis Eisner, in a hush hush ceremony <laughs> at a private Bel Air home. Hush. Last week, ah. only a few dozen guests attended the event on December 28th. Specifics about the ceremony are unclear, but one insider told Page Six that it went late uh, with about 50 people or so total. Do they have a cigarette bar? <laughs> That's the other one. <laughs> uh, oh, and he's like age appropriate for her. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Olsen has been dating Eisner since 2017, but the public are intensely private and rarely appear together in public. Uh, they only even appeared on red carpet together for the first time last September. Uh, the event was a celebration for Young Eisner Scholars, a nonprofit founded by Eisner's dad, attorney Eric Eisner, who was once the president of the David Geffen Company. Uh, the groom's mother is Lisa Eisner, uh, the jewelry designer and one-time West Coast editor of Vogue. Mm. Uh, so last year, Eisner, who is 33, by the way, uh, shared a rare photo of his girlfriend as they hiked together with the row fashion designer carrying a machete along a hiking trail. It was uh, their engagement machete. Uh, Olsen's twin Mary <laughs> Kate was presumably a guest. She settled her divorce last year with her uh, financier ex-husband, uh, Olivier Sarkozy. Uh, so now she's, she's yeah, you don't hear that much about her. Well, okay, cool. And uh, Ashley is now hitched, so uh, they seem to be happy. Good they, for them. They were able to breach uh, a billion dollars years ago, right? Oh yeah, their their the empire. Twins? Yeah, they they. I remember that being the story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was like yeah. A billion. Yeah. That's their financial planner. But I just don't know what their company even is anymore. You know. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I have no idea. I know that they they were involved in fashion, fashion, yeah. multimedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're doing. They had a you know a couple things going. What they do now, I'm not sure. Chloe Kardashian <laughs> says it's mean to comment on her recent weight loss. I don't want to hear it. An Instagram troll called the reality star's figure skinny and disturbing Tuesday. Shut and, up! And accused her of using the anti-diabetic medication uh, semaglutide. No, semaglutide. That's uh, that's semaglutide. Semaglutide. That's that's Ozempic. Yeah. I've heard like three. We had that story yesterday, and it had a couple different names, yeah. and semaglutide wasn't one of them. Mm. My guess is she did use it. Uh, so, so they said, uh, yeah, she's using it to achieve her new look. Uh, the Kardashian star clapped back, saying, "Let's not discredit my years of working out. I get up uh, five days a week from six uh, at six a.m. to train. Please stop your assumptions. I guess New Year still means mean people. <laughs> uh, she definitely uh, lost a fair amount of weight. Yeah. You know who I saw recently who does not look right? You could show me a picture of her, and I'd say, who is that? Right? Is Jessica Simpson? Yes. Oh no, looks oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's really clearly." Thin? either uh, getting injections in her face or has had work done and she's lost a tremendous amount of weight and it just it doesn't look healthy. Like I, I, It looks like she's gotten Botox shots in her eyes. Yeah. Kathy, you pulling up pictures? I'm, yeah, trying to find her. You can her. find her. Uh, go on her Instagram. Oh, she's... Okay. Yeah. yeah and, she looks weird. Uh, <laughs> we're looking at a, a photo of her right now. That's not quite... There's ones where she's yeah. wearing makeup and kind of dolled up at going out for the night, and it just does not look like her. So Why do people screw around with the way they look? So, Chloe yeah. says it's mean to comment on her recent <laughs> weight loss. Well, she's you know she spends a whole bunch of time posting pictures of herself. Yeah, so that's going to be part of the deal. Yep. Uh, Eric Dane and Rebecca Gayhart sparked reconciliation. 
reconciliation rumors after being photographed holding hands on a family vacation. Well, I didn't even know they had split. I know, I didn't either. Uh, and I've probably reported on it before. Right. I just don't care. <laughs> According to Page Six, the estranged couple took a trip to Cabo. Cabo. With their kids and uh, stayed close with the Grey's Anatomy alum, keeping his arm around Gay Hart or holding her hand as they disembarked from a boat. So he was McSteamy. Uh, she's McQueefy. <laughs> and uh, so she was the one, right? What Didn't she have a vehicular... I'm sorry. She did, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, are they holding hands or is he just helping her, like, like, not yeah, fall? fall. <laughs> yeah, I think it's he's steadying her. He got her photo. on the boat, Casey. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Here you go. I'm going to give you a hand. Don't touch me. They're not divorced yet. I guess they're just separated. Uh, uh, but they've been separated since 2018. Oh, okay. And that's kooky. Yeah, they well, never finalized it, according yeah, to never, this. Yeah, they're still, uh, still technically married. No. And her name on Instagram is Rebecca Gayhart Dane. All right. Uh, they have a daughter named Billy, who is 12, and uh, another one named Georgia, who is 11. Oh, Billy. <laughs> I'm going to try to hit all the names. Today, <laughs> Thank you. Sure. Uh, social media users are accusing Teresa Judice of modeling a fake Chanel bikini oh, on Instagram. Gee. Yes. <laughs> How dare you, you whore. <laughs> You filthy you whore. Filthy whore. In a poolside photo. Uh, the Who can tell? Uh, she posed in a black bikini with the interlocking white Chanel C's stitched on the top. An Instagram account, uh, account called The Real Bad Fashions posted side-by-side <gasps> shots of the alleged knockoff. Liar oh, whore. Liar whore. And you know it. <laughs> One more time, case. Okay. Liar, whore, liar, whore, and you know it. <laughs> so, yeah, not that. That's side, when the whores come in. Side by side shots of the alleged knockoff and legitimate designer goods, with one commenter adding, she ironed on that CC herself. <gasps> I but, was a whore. Liar, whore, wow. liar, whore. Liar, whore, <laughs> liar, whore, liar, whore, and you know it. Well, we know what one of those C stands for, you know? <laughs> Uh, she looks great, by the way. She looks fantastic. She competed actually. at Preston in wow. a in a fitness competition. She got completely cut up. Did no she? Way. Oh, yes, she oh. did. If you look at <laughs> look at pictures of her, I think that's how she got this body transformation. Now she's softened a little bit. It looks more correct. But she com- competed in fitness uh, competitions. So you guys don't care about the fake C's no, on I, her? I don't care. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I still think she's a whore. Liar, whore, liar, whore. You know it. <laughs> I love that clip. All right, uh, let's see. Andy Cohen says he never snubbed Ryan Seacrest. Oh, this freaking thing. That lying whore. Uh, Liar whore, liar whore, and you know it. The Dick Clark's Rock and Eve host said on Live with Kelly and Ryan, remember we said this yesterday, that uh, Anderson Cooper turned around and waved on New Year's Eve. Hi. Cohen didn't bother to I thought they were friends, though. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I thought. Who, uh, Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen? Yeah. No, they They are. are, They were together. Ryan Seacrest was the one who got the... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So the Bravo personality said on Andy Cohen Live Wednesday that he didn't even see Ryan. He said, usually if Cooper's waving at Ryan, he'll say to me, hey, there's Ryan. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and I'll turn around and wave or say uh, I'll say there's Ryan, but he didn't do that. No, so I don't liar know. whore, liar whore, and you know it. <laughs> Lying whore. Also, like you're working, it, it's live TV. Like maybe he just was exactly, busy. exactly. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a four day story. This freaking thing. Uh, so the end is nearing for Stranger Things, and Sadie Sink is bracing for a bittersweet goodbye. Uh, Sink spoke candidly with today's Hoda Kotb and Jenna Bush on Wednesday morning about the cliffhanger season four ending and what's to come after the Netflix hits fifth and final season. Uh, she's Like the rest of the world, Sink admittedly doesn't know much about it. Uh, she said what we know that is happening and that it's the last season uh, so it's going to be emotional, I'm sure. Uh, she was on to promote her latest film, The Whale, by the way, but she is talking about uh, Stranger Things. Right. So um, I'll be curious to see where they take this. Obviously, they've been fighting um, over the course of years and production, the cast getting older, yeah. you know, and yeah. having to sort of explain that. I wonder if they'll take the full leap into the 90s. Um, well, that's a good question, yeah. uh, given her condition, and I don't right. want to give any spoilers yeah, away, yeah. so, uh, but she said, uh, spoiler free, just with the way my character ended in season four, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'll be there. Uh, looking ahead, Sink, who is now 20, by the way, is already sentimental about the end of the series. She played, uh, she's played Max since she was 14 now. Uh, she said, it's going to be awful. It's going to be horrible. Uh, these kids, this entire cast and the crew, it's family. People say that all the time, but I genuinely mean it. And to think that we have to say goodbye to that security of knowing that we're going to be seeing each other for another season. She said it's scary and sad, but I think it's exciting to kind of move on to the next chapter, I guess. I think when you're going to, so the, the word is they're going to do a, a Stranger Things spinoff. Okay. Right. I and so, so. The, the, if they do that and they do that with kids shoot a couple of seasons at once. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Because yeah. the aging, they, they yeah. can age out. It's going to be an issue. I just I just adore this series. I just, Great. It's just my favorite. I, I got a new uh, Hellfire Club mug for Christmas. <laughs> there you I go. Brought, I brought it in today, so uh, I'm excited about uh, the next season, but I, I don't want it to end, Do you obviously. Know so a spinoff would be awesome. If you wanted to explain to someone what a pop culture... Uh, during those the time period depicted in the show was about a what um, horror and sci-fi and movies were kind of doing. I mean, this is as good a thumbnail sketch of that period as yeah. you could possibly get. Maybe that's part of the reason yeah. I love it so much. Right, yeah. that was my era. And so. it's it's not just the, it's like uh, the, with mall life and yeah. all of that stuff. They nailed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't hear when is this uh, spin off. I kind of figured. I don't know. Oh, the, the spinoff, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's it's in the, the planning stages. Is it going to be Perfect Stranger Things? Yeah, Perfect Stranger Things. <laughs> that's not a bad idea at I'd all. I'd love to see that. Balky and Cousin Larry Appleton. They have some kind of a demon come up out of the ground yeah, yeah. in their, in their yeah. apartment. and uh, you know. In the middle of the Dance of Joy, yeah. it summons the demon. Uh, so, yeah, she's uh, obviously sad, but she said their connection on the on the show amongst each other is is uh, very, very strong. All right. Uh, we are happy to announce uh, that a friend of ours has something going on. Oscar-winning composer Michael Giacchino will make his big screen directing debut with a reboot of the 1954 sci-fi man-eating monster movie, Them. Uh, Giacchino is meeting with writers in hopes of getting the production up quite soon. That is one of my all-time favorite science fiction movies. It is The Giant Ants. You may, I don't know if you've seen it. You've probably seen stills from it. 
<clears throat> but um, I, you know, I tweeted out. I am I'm confident he's got this because he loves this kind of stuff. In the original film, which also was Warner Brothers release, a huge nest of irradiated ants are discovered in the New Mexico desert and become a national threat. <clears throat> Excuse me, when two young queen ants and their consorts uh, escape to set up new nests, a national search that ensues culminates in a battle of spillways and storm drains in Los Angeles. You know what's so good about it is that they go in systematically, Preston, is basically at one level a procedural like they're, you know, they they talk to a, a a pilot who says, "I saw the weirdest plane I've ever seen," you know, uh, flying buzzing my plane, and then, you know, they're they're, they're talking, they're, they're picking up, um, they're doing this extensive search, and they do it in a smart way. The script is really well written, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, so obviously it's an outlandish thing, but um, they make it work. It's great. So he had said, uh, there's always a movie in your mind that never leaves your head. And for me, that's them. And it wasn't until much later in life that I learned what it was about, the nuclear age. Uh, And he said, what I love about them is exactly what it's called, them. It's about the other, the unknown, which one refuses or can't understand. And the current version of them is about immigration and to tell a story about the subject through a lens of this insane science fiction monster movie. He teased, uh, says so looking forward to it. So uh, that's cool, man. So this is going to be a, a full on theatrical production from our friend. The, the question Michael is, Zucchino. so I, I would hate to think, but it, it might, you know, the, the composing. He's going to do it. I, well, but yeah, do the music for it. But can can he go on and do as be as prolific Composing. I mean, to be honest, I love his music so much, but I want to see the directing stuff open up for him like this. Uh, so he also plans to have his his brother Anthony, who's a filmmaker as well, involved in the production as well. So he's going to cool. get some assistance from him because he's he directed the uh, uh, the movie that was about the making of Werewolf by Night, which Michael Giacchino directed, but Anthony directed the uh, documentary called Director by Night. I mean, and I, we are in that. I, yes, I yes. Well, you are. Uh, yeah, I assume that we uh, that there's going to be a whole bunch of like radio stuff. Well, no, 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 like soldiers and stuff like that. I'm just saying that we could probably be background players in this yeah. movie. You know what I'm saying? You want to ask him to see if he's got room for us as a uh, as uh, paging Mister Herbert? Call at the front desk. Uh, I don't know him as well as you do, but I feel like uh, you know, yeah, probably if there's a bit role. Helmet on us, and how about they uh, put a, an ant costume on you? Yeah, That'd be real cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to be an extra? Yeah. Okay, I'll ask him. All right, <laughs> make uh, it happen. Hugh Jackman took social media Wednesday to beg the Academy not to nominate Ryan Reynolds for an Oscar. <laughs> this is great. We have a uh, we have a clip of this. Here we go. Don't get me wrong. I loved Spirited, and by the way, the song "Good Afternoon." I laughed the entire way through. It is absolutely brilliant. However, Ryan Reynolds. Getting a nomination in the best song category would make the next year of my life insufferable. <laughs> I mean, I have to spend a year with him shooting Wolverine and Deadpool, and trust me, it would be impossible. Please, from the bottom of my heart, <laughs> do not validate Ryan Reynolds in this way. Please. So, <laughs> so he's pleading with the Academy to not uh, nominate him. Uh, speaking of uh, superhero stuff, uh, Dave Bautista is glad that his time playing Drax the Destroyer is coming to an end. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy star told GQ in a new profile, he said, I'm so grateful for Drax. I love him. Uh, but there's a re- relief uh, that it's uh, that it's over. He said, it wasn't all pleasant. 
Uh, it was hard playing that role. The makeup process was beating me down. Yeah, he, that... he got tired of having her shirt off all the time too. Like literally, it, it being in that shape, uh, and that's why in the Christmas special, uh, and then the next one in the Guardians three movie, he's not shirtless. Oh really? Yeah, because he's just he was like it, it. It was taxing on him having to be in that shape all the time. All so the if time. you watch the trailers mm-hmm. and in the in the Christmas special, you're he's not always not wearing a shirt. Uh, he said, and I just don't know if I want Drax to be my legacy. It's a silly performance, and I want to do more dramatic stuff. It's, so. it's such a great character. Yeah. And, and and the Christmas special was terrific. It it, it's basically, uh, it's Mantis and, and he, and then they're going after Kevin Bacon. And it's it's hilarious. Yeah. I loved it. I really liked him in Glass Onion, too. I thought he was terrific. Well, you know, he's got, look, look, look at his resume. He's got Dune, Glass Onion, and he's got the new uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yep. I mean, that, that's... Yep. That's pretty heavy duty. He's doing well. Yep. That's pretty heavy duty. Uh, Paul McCartney. <laughs> I'm a big huge. fan of Bautista. Uh, Dave Bautista fan. I did not know that. Do you like, are you into Drax? And Absolutely. Okay. Guardians. Yeah. Quite a chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets all loop-de-loop. loop de loop and loop de loop You go into space and you're going, what's <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> uh, Sarah Michelle Geller is done with the vampire uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer franchise. Uh, she told SFX Magazine that she has no interest in starring as Buffy Summers in a reboot of the former WB drama. Uh, she said, I'm very proud of the show that we created, and it doesn't need to be done. We wrapped that up. So I guess maybe there were rumors, or they were just... There's always rumors. Posing that they'll probably her. do it anyway at some point. I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was just a terrific show. And Preston, also one of the best video games. An unsung oh. hero in the video game world really? was the Buffy the Vampire uh, Slayer video game. Had no idea. And then the final story I have for you, uh, Stephen Amell will reprise the role of Oliver Queen, a.k.a. the Green Arrow, for the final season of The Flash. Yeah. Variety has, I didn't even know it was still on. Uh, Variety (laughs) has confirmed the actor will appear in the ninth episode of season nine, and he'll be joining other previously announced guest stars, David Ramsey, uh, Keenan Lonsdale, and uh, Sendhill uh, Ramam... <laughs> there, there are a couple of M's in there. Yeah. Ram Mam Murthy. I'll tell you this. Ram Murthy. Uh, it just got to be too much. No, no, I, I, the first three seasons of uh, of Arrow, terrific, loved it, and then uh, it started to go off the rails a bit. And then with the Flash again, I watched the first few seasons, loved it. Yeah. And then they sort of multiversed me into I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Too much. Yep, sometimes they get that way. All right, we're ready for clips. Here we go. A veteran detective investigates a series of grisly murders with the help of a young cadet who will uh, eventually go on to become the world-famous author Edgar Allan Poe in the paper.
She was reported abducted by Ramon Rivera, a 22-year-old Hispanic male, 5'7", 140 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. Rivera is operating a bronze-colored Acura MDX with New Jersey registration H79NSN. Repeating, the Pennsylvania State Police has issued an Amber Child Abduction Alert for the New Jersey State Police. The New Jersey State Police is searching for Emery Rivera, a seven-month-old Hispanic female, last known to be wearing a Minnie Mouse sweater. She was last seen in Violin, New Jersey, on January 4th at 11 p.m. She was reported abducted by Ramon Rivera, a 22-year-old Hispanic male, 5'7", 140 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. Rivera is operating a bronze-colored Acura MDX with New Jersey registration 879NSN. Anyone with information about the abduction should immediately contact the police by calling 911. For more information, go to www.amber.pa.gov. This has been an Amber Child Abduction Alert for the New Jersey State Police. All right, I think we're back on yeah. uh, an Amber Alert uh, jumped in there, so hopefully you got the information. We never know when those are happening, by the way. No. And, uh, in fact, <clears throat> we were rattling on for a while. Then Marissa came in and waved her arm. She's like, there's an Amber Alert. You got to hold on. So uh, we paused for a moment. But it's of that story we had earlier this morning uh, in news of that seven-month-old. So uh, keep that in mind. If you see something, please let the police know. All right, so we're going to go back to the clips. We started to do that. We will finish doing that. We're professionals. A veteran detective investigates serious grisly murders with the help of a young cadet who will eventually go on to become the world-famous author Edgar Allan Poe Poe in the Pale Blue Eyes. In this clip story, Harry Melling talks about learning from his co-stars. Here we go. Well, I think when you work with uh, brilliant brilliant actors such as Christian and, and, and the other um, wonderful actors in the film, I just find they elevate you. They elevate you to their space of of, um, of greatness. Shut the f*** up! There you go. Pale Blue Eye. Uh, the Pale Blue Eye's out on Netflix now. Here's the next clip for you. Star Wars The Bad Batch is back in fine form in season two, shining when it dives deep into the greater effects the Empire had on the galaxy. And here, director Brad Rao talks about uh, what's to come for this season. We wanted to have a big a big impact because it's something we talk about a lot. The Empire is is rising. They're not going anywhere. We know we know what's going to happen in the next several years in the in the galaxy. So it's in a in a way that's challenging, but it's also um, really really fun to to explore what that means. Shut up. Uh, first two episodes of the Bad Batch season two are on Disney Plus now. If you want to see that, and there you go. That's our entertainment report for. This morning, Thursday, the fifth day of January. All right, we shall take a break and come back in a moment. Sun is uh, trying to get yeah. through those clouds. Uh, we're going to have a fairly mild day today, so hang in there. We'll be back in just a moment. What's new? Why have you asked? Red Hot Chili Peppers. By the way, we were just talking about uh, guessing as to whether or not, uh, you know, daylight savings time would happen this year or whatever, all that stuff. Uh, uh, 
it's it's predictions uh, I, I uh, on my mind because I saw a couple of stories recently. Oh, they all come out now. With the new year. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're always, what, what are predictions for the new year? Or <laughs> they look back. I saw an article on uh, Nostradamus uh, and predictions that he had made and maybe things that, that are going to happen well, you know, in this particular year. And I remember when I was a kid and that movie, The Man Who Saw Tomorrow, came out. Yeah. Like it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> And now I look back at this Nostradamus stuff, and I'm like, dude, okay, whatever. If you throw enough crap against the wall, something's going to stick. Yeah, there. and that's kind of what my out, you know, outlook is on, or my take on Nostradamus. Was. Exactly. So the, during their time off, they a couple of articles always pop up about why this current year that you're in is going to be the end of the world year. Right. Yep. And I, I I tweeted out, it's become an annual t- tradition to read the end of the year, <laughs> the yeah. end of the world, or you know, article because they come out every year. Right. You know. Yep. Every every single year, and so. But I did see this interesting article about uh, predictions, hmm. uh, and it was from... Uh, so they're taking a look at some predictions that were made in 1923, 100 years ago. From Rostodamus. Where they... Not Rostodamus, no. Uh, <laughs> scientists and sociologists were offering predictions for what life might look like in 100 years, I, meaning now. I love oh, stuff wow. like this. I, I, I love in science fiction movies, do you know that in 1978... We won't need cars. Yeah, yeah so yeah. And, and, and if you go back, you can find uh, artists' uh, predictions and photos of what life might like be like in the sh- in the future. Right. It's like tomorrow world. And it's wild. It's like, you know, uh, steam-powered right. personal Sibians. Fly- flying machines. <laughs> steam-powered Sibians. <laughs> Wait, By the steam-powered way, monkeys? We, we, had, we had the hardest time yesterday oh trying to explain to Bill Weston... <laughs> What a Sibian is, uh, because of the latest Daily Rush video, it's, right. it's a joke. Uh, we were talking about industrialists, and, and uh, Steve said this guy had invented the first steam-powered Sibian. Uh, Sibian, for those who don't know, is a uh, it's a sex toy. Essentially, it's like a vibrating saddle with a with a dildo on it. Yeah. And um, but Bill kept hearing Simeon. Oh my God. <laughs> Which means, you know, apes and so yeah, on. Yeah. And and Bill just couldn't wrap his mind around. So finally we're in a meeting here at work. And I do a quick Google Google search and I find a picture. I go, Bill, here. This is what a Sibian is. And he he still didn't get it. He still didn't get it. It's like uh, uh, I don't yeah. know if he has it now. Yeah, I don't know. Uh but anyhow. Why would monkeys need that. <laughs> so yeah, he just couldn't uh-huh. he, he couldn't drop the monkey thing. Yeah. All right. So uh they offer their predictions of what life would be like in twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. This is what we can expect this yeah. year. So there was a gentleman by the name of Paul uh Ferry, actually is his name, a researcher and instructor at the University of Calgary. He compiled newspaper clippings. A various experts' 2023 forecast in a now, now viral Twitter thread. Uh, they include projections about population growth and life expectancy, trends in personal hygiene, advances in industries from uh, travel to healthcare, and even some meta musings on the future of journalism itself. So um, I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples, and if you guys want to wh- guess what some of them might be, you certainly can. And I'm sorry, from what time period were, were these occurred? 100 years 100 ago. 100 years ago. Okay. 19... Yeah, 1923, the 20s. What will the world of 2023 be like? Yeah. Uh, so that's what they were guessing. So in the 1920s, uh, one newspaper, uh, which wasn't identified, but uh, said 
in reading a forecast of 2023, when many varieties of aircraft are flying through the heavens, we do not begin the day by reading the world's news, but by listening to it, for the newspaper has gone out of business (gasps) more than half a century before. (laughs) We'll get very unreliable news from local radio stations. (laughs) They'll do one news break very early on, so no one will have to check about the validity. (laughs) Is that why we do one news break early in the morning? Yep. Uh, People are too tired to care to look up. (laughs) So some some are seeing that as a prediction of, uh, you know, now newspapers haven't gone away completely, but things have changed to a digital format, uh, you know, uh, at least in... uh, a lot more than than the printed paper, right? So, so and the, and uh, there's still, you know, obviously there's still papers that are, are are out there, and and that's part of the deal. But there there is, um, it's inter- interesting that that was their perception. Uh, I wonder if there was ever a point in time where they ever considered doing news over Morse code. Uh, yes, just uh, <laughs> sending out the news regularly right. in Morse code <laughs> all the time. Right? Uh, maybe they did. <laughs> Don't you wish you knew that? Morse code I could did. actually sit and listen to it, and and uh, you, you used to know it. I did for a while. Wow. So my neighbor was heavily into uh, ham radio and all that stuff. So I got a little thing, and that you know, this is a, a kid. I learned it. It would take about an hour for me to decipher a sentence, but I was it was I was up to it. I know I remember none of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know SOS, right? Yeah, everybody yeah. knows that. Yep, ham, ham. <laughs> All right, predictions about men curling their hair from the 1920s, by the way. Every man will have curled hair. Yeah. Uh, appear to ste- the, these uh, predictions appear to stem from a general worry about anything that challenges gender norms. Uh, while talk of a four-hour workday is seemingly part of a larger Ooh. conversation about the promise of automation. Broken into two four-hour parts. Uh, several seers described a world... Full of healthier and more, men. and more beautiful people. Uh, wow. One one writer predicted of uh, the eradication of cancer as well as tuberculosis, infantile paralysis, also known as polio, uh, locomotor ataxia, and leprosy. Everybody's doing a brand new dance. The locomotor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, in the original The Time Machine, um, um, uh, the H.G. Wells uh, story, and in the, the movie, they depict the Eloi, who are these uh, these creatures that have become basically food for the Morlocks, you know, but they're humans. And uh, they are that, that sort of, you know, curly hair, you know, and they're uh-huh. basically living as controlled cattle. Right. Are they beautiful? They're beautiful. Uh, another went with the headline, Fewer Doctors and Present Diseases Unknown, All People Beautiful. All People Beautiful. And in fact, they wrote a beauty contest. Everyone is so attractive, I can't stop from pleasuring myself. A beauty contest will be unnecessary. You don't need them, we're all beautiful. As there will be so many beautiful people that it will be almost impossible to select winners. In fact, there will be reverse beauty contests where we determine <laughs> who is the pig. Uh, and, in fact, they continued saying the same will apply to baby contests. Baby beauty contests. There were baby contests back in the yeah, day? Yeah, they used to be big. That was a big thing, B- baby contests. Yes, yeah, really? so Like on the boardwalk and stuff like that? What? Yeah. Yeah. So, there was a uh, there was a, a baby contest. Oh, hang on a second. I got to remember this because the Bazaar of All Nations in Delco, Kathy, <laughs> they held some sort of, like, um, 
It was like a baby bikini contest or something like that. <laughs> baby bikini contest. Oh my god! I, uh, oh, I wish man. I could. You know, I got. I got to look up the it's information. It's not what you. Th- it's it's cute little babies in a bathing suit. Yeah, I know, but uh, what what era? When when was this? Happening? This was, I think, maybe sixties, seventies, something somewhere okay. around there. Yeah. The baby bikini contest. <laughs> All right, so they said the baby uh, baby contest will come to a close, and uh, they might be right about that. I don't. Really, All right, there's not a lot of baby. Con- <laughs> I don't see baby contests these days or baby beauty contests. Casey, was there a documentary Bizarre of All Nations that you were in? Yep. What the hell? Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, we're looking at a video of this right now. Uh, this is from 12 years ago. Yeah. I, I just, I was trying to find um, uh, something I've never tried to find before, a baby bikini contest, <laughs> and I Googled that, and then your name popped up in Bizarre of All Nations teaser trailer. It's available on YouTube. It's, what? Uh, uh, Did you tell us about this at the time? Yeah. Did oh, you? Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, there's a lot of information that... <laughs> Some factual, some not factual that, that comes through these studios. I don't expect everybody to remember everything. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the Bazaar of All Nations was kind of like the first uh, mall, mall yeah. in America. And you went there as a kid or as a uh, like teenager? Or when yeah, because it, it went away when we were in high school. Okay. Uh, the last time I remember going there. You were judging a baby contest. <laughs> no. I was not. No, but uh, the, I was in high school. I remember going there. I was my sophomore, junior year. And then they they, they knocked it all down. And, yeah. And now it's like a Home Depot and okay. an Acme. And, it's wild how many people yeah. will, when you bring, this is mentioned, and we mentioned it on the show a number of times, uh, that it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, going back to the predictions for 2023, uh, another, an anthropologist uh, reportedly uh, talked about uh, masculine and feminine trends and declared curls for men by 2023. Curls for men! And a similar prediction appeared in the Savannah News, which also forecasted that women will probably be shaving their heads, <laughs> which is not crazy uncommon. No, no. Uh, so they were right about All that. All women will look like Billy Ray Cyrus! Um... <laughs> <laughs> How did they know about Billy Ray Cyrus back then? They're, they're, they're seers. They were, yeah, they were seers. You're right. Uh, also, listen to this one, though. Uh, it added, also, the maidens may pronounce it the height of style in personal primping to blacken their teeth. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think we didn't go there. <laughs> Billy Bob teeth will be a fashion accessory. They were uh, they were really reaching out for that one, mm. blackening your teeth. Have you uh, seen the Billy Bob teeth they made for dogs? No, oh, I didn't. I, I didn't. Oh, I want to yeah. see that. Yeah, little buck teeth. Uh, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> it's damn so funny. Good. It's hilarious. That's brilliant, actually. Uh, some newspapers <laughs> predicted. Are you, did you find them? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. That is just genius. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, great. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, some newspapers predicted that the average person would live longer in 2023, though the exact amount of uh, the exact amount varies. Each based- person will live one million years. Wow! Based on whom you ask, one said the average lifespan could reach 100 years, though certain individuals could make it to 150 or even 200. Do you want to see a 200-year-old dude with curly hair walking around? Another cited a scientist who put the average at 300 years. Uh, so, no, I don't think so. Another thing that I saw, Stephen, I don't know if have to resign. I don't know if this was real or not, and I didn't, I just saw the video, but there was, a like, this Buddhist monk who was, like, I 150 years old. He looked like a skeleton. I was like, is this real? And I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, okay, is this fake? Is this real? Um, meaning, uh, meaning the, the this guy is, of the person, Preston, he is so, 
if this is real. Emaciated? So wizened, so yeah. emaciated. This, here. Okay, we're looking at this video, and sure, the guy just looks like a skeleton covered in a little bit of skin. His mouth does not look. Yeah. I just saw his mouth moving, and that didn't look legitimate. It kind of looks like E.T. when he uh, falls into the creek. And he's uh, falling apart there. Yeah, he's great. I hope it looked better than that. Great. Jesus Christ, this guy's a mess. God, God, he looks like my left nut. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Yeah, not that bad, man. I know you guys don't dig our species, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> Steve, the video I saw is not the same one we're watching he's here in the studio. In he's laying in bed. Right. And, then, and like, he just come back from playing pickleball. Yeah. No, and he's, he's, he's like great, 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 great. Yes, and they're all standing there. And yeah. Now, so that looked a little bit more viable, like this right here. But, I mean, completely sunken eyes, just bones yeah. covered with what looks like crepe paper skin. Um, you, you buying it, Preston? Maybe. I, I don't. I don't think he's maybe 150 years old, but that's somebody who is. It's a fan. It's Pierre <laughs> at 150. Um, and what is this supposed to be? A, a monk of this is a monk. Okay. Uh, I think it's uh, it's Mickey. Mickey the monk. Yeah, the monk. Not a monkey. <laughs> no, a monk. Not a Sibian. Hey, hey. <laughs> the Sibian would split him in half. <laughs> Sit on it, Uncle God. Monk. Man, okay, I know we're talking about this, but but you bring up these uh, um, uh, this monk, and this this is like a Tibetan monk, or yes, or, um, who have uh, and, and supposedly have from. incredible command over their physicality. Did I ever share with you? I may have done it in in the uh, the historian or or some kind of, but but there's a there was a a, a sect of of monks, and and it was considered a high honor to try to do this to. Essentially, self mummify yourself. You did. We talked about this. Yeah. There was visual proof that people had done it and and or were doing it. Yeah. Um. Do, and doing this while they are alive. I mean, it leads to your death. Right. But as you live die, mummification, you are huh. therefore mummified somehow yeah. or another. Or in mummified. Electrified. Calcified, putrefied. Yeah, here we go. Uh, it's called uh, Soko Shinbutsu. Is a kind of Buddhist mummy in Japan. The term refers to the practice of Buddhist monks observing uh, is what is that? Asceticism to the point of death and entering mummification while alive. I mean, and and so they have. I saw um, a, a uh, one of those. Oh. Travel Channel shows, and they 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 brought this up, and it it's legit. The the one thing is, Casey, the footage we were seeing of this of this monk dude who is, yeah. I mean, he's I, they're saying one hundred and fifty years old. That is no. All right, there's there's a few videos. Nick has now pulled this up on YouTube, and and there's one uh, that claims a guy's two hundred years old, still alive. Um, no. Okay, some of these, there might be one or two that seems legit, but others uh, don't seem to be. But, um, yeah, this guy, the, the one that you guys are pointing out that we're watching video is supposedly 109 years old, which is not out of the realm. That's not absurd. There have been people who have gone, they, what, they had that woman from, uh, at the time, Soviet Georgia, who, who um, was she 115? I'm not sure. Yeah, she, was a, uh, she was a cheerleader. All right, so, uh, back then. What? <laughs> 
Back Uptown, in- 1885, we are still alive. <laughs> oh, my God. The pimp battle made us jump. The Civil War drums made us slump. Paved the way. Sure did. Pioneer that one. So in 1923, these are predictions, and they were saying the reason we got them this uh, monk thing, if you're just tuning in, is uh, they have predicted that people by now could live to be 150, 200 years old, and so on. Well, if that... Well, we, we can only contextualize it in how we, we reckon life, you know, and, and what we uh, hope to achieve in our lives. Um, is that an enticing thing, 150, 200 years of life? Depending on if you look like if this, you have, if you this have, finger puppet. If you have your physical qualities still. That's the issue, you, yeah. right? How many years are people wiping my ass? Right. Yeah. Well, they started last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there were, there were at least a year or two that you did it that you didn't Yeah, do but it I was right. unaware. Yeah, and now I'd like I'm... to see that on Jeopardy. Now, I understand your profession is wiping the ass of a 150-year-old. <laughs> yes, and it's a lot more fun than you would think. <laughs> Uh, by the way, for context, the expected uh, lifespan of someone born in the U.S. actually decreased last year. It did. Uh, to 76.4 years, which is the shortest it's been in nearly two decades. So, In another optimistic outlook, mathematician and electrical engineer Charles Steinmetz uh, predicted that people would spend even less time working. He was married to Norma Stitz. <laughs> She's over 100 years old. Each breast is 100 years old. Uh, Steinmetz believed that the time is coming when there will be no long drudgery and that people will toil not more than four hours a day owing to the work of electricity. Every city will be a spotless town as well. Uh, so they, this was at the time when electricity was becoming more common and that it would be the way of the future and automation would be uh, taking over. And, and it has in some extent, but so we he, still work eight hours a day. And yes. Some. Yeah. And it, 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 yes. Some things. It's it's funny because the, the the tropes that are gone to the most often are in, in, in movies and, and, and uh, you know, TV shows. Preston, the plate comes out for dinner and it's two pills. Right. You know, and yep. that's all. Oh, this one is a complete turkey dinner. Mm-hmm. And or. Um, yeah, but you know what? It, it's not too far off, though, Steve. The, the supplements that people take. And stuff, yeah, but you know they take I mean? it with food. Like, yeah. that's not but just. Not always. With, yeah, yeah, not yeah. always. I mean, people will take supplements instead of food. Right. Like, so, yeah, what you're saying is yeah. that they got a, a portion of it correct. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, so several publications uh, posited that technological and industrial advances will make uh, more parts of North America more uh, habitable or habitable, uh, estimating the U.S. population at 300 million and Canada at, one, at 100 million in 2023. So what are we at? 350 now? 335. Okay. And Canada is uh, at more than 38 million. So they were a little off on Canada. But yeah, but they have Tim Hortons. Pretty close on us. Canada only has 38 million people. I was kind of surprised by that, too. But There are 300 million moose. Uh, but there's huge swaths of, of you know. Yeah. I think like, Why don't you forget <laughs> the moose? Like 90% of the Canadians live within uh, 100 miles of the U.S. border, too. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, everybody in Canada lives very close to the U.S. Okay. It's like when a cat sits in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Just likes to be in that one spot yep. nearby. <laughs> uh, so there were also advances to dream about in science, technology, transportation, communications, and other fields. Uh, first, the products. These are This is from 1923, right. predictions of 100 years later, which is now. One writer proposed that people will be wearing kidney cozies. 
Mm. which they compared to teapot cozies for one's internal organs. So you'd actually put clothing on your internal organs. I don't know what that means. Another posited that utensils and dwellings will be made largely of pulps and cements. Next uh, was the flying aviation pioneer, Glenn Curtis, predicted that by 2023, gasoline as a motive power will have been replaced by radio and that the skies will be filled with uh, myriad craft sailing over well-defined routes, uh, which the Minneapolis Journal deemed an attractive prophecy. Well, you know, it's uh, it's like when you look at the um, Phantom Menace or uh, some of those films, and they're showing these these cities with these thousands upon thousands of of uh, aircraft flying in proper directions and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. To me, that seems yeah. yeah. Listen, everything is is on the table. That's going to be kind of weird. I think. The growing process, which we will never see that, but to get to that point is going to have a lot of mistakes and yeah. a lot of mishaps because but, it's a lot to handle. But radio, I don't understand how that could possibly... I don't either, but he thought maybe by 100 years later they would advance the technology that radio became a source of power somehow or another. I'm not Human hair that. will pull. Power most vehicles. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I've seen lately on some of the tech sites and some of the, uh, you guys have seen, they're using basically drone technology to design, and they have them, personal flying craft. Yeah. Like, there's one, and this guy was um, taking, I think it was out in Baja, Preston, and he is, this is the coolest looking thing. It basically looks like a... um, if you were to remove the the cockpit of a of a car, like or your car, and kind of just put a little cage around it with four, um, bl- you know, blades like a, like a drone, mm-hmm. and the lift on it lifts up. The guy clearly is not. He's using basically like video game controllers mm-hmm. and and flying around. It's amazing. Yeah, there were there were uh, there were helicopter. Uh, uh, type vehicles that they made years ago that yeah. were that were like that. In fact, I saw one at the helicopter. Believe it or not, we have the helicopter museum in this area, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it's it's almost like a fan underneath you. It's astonishing, and uh, you ride up on top yeah. of it, uh, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, that's going to advance. I yeah. might, while I have no desire to be a pilot in a plane, I I might take something like that up at about fifty feet, you know, and mm-hmm. fly that around. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know, man, because uh, fifty feet. Uh, when things fail, uh, you can die. Oh, you, you can know? die. You can <laughs> definitely die from 50 feet up. You can die from 20 feet up. Yeah. Um, by the way, Bill Weston's been taking flying lessons. Yeah. Isn't that wild? It is because he doesn't know the difference between a simian and a simian. <laughs> <laughs> True. I want to do the uh, the Pat Bat. Was it running with the shadows of the night? Yeah. Remember that? That was uh, her flying a, an aircraft. Do that mm-hmm. with Bill Weston. Yeah. I'm not. I'm running with the shadows of the night. I'm not so convinced that uh, the, a lot of the technology that we use today isn't actually magic. Magic, yeah, like Asgardian. I, I'm just, you know, and I, I, I don't understand how this. I, it just works, right? I just, I grab my phone out of my pocket and I do whatever it does. And you're and, talking to someone a great distance away, right? But like, if you ask me how it worked, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you what 5G is. I couldn't tell you what cellular means. I, you know, like if you, you send me a basic back, idea, if you send me back in time. There's no way I would even be able to help those people in 1923 advance because I wouldn't be able to explain how anything actually works. Well, you know how much of this is ba- is is based on. You, we had the the, the the discussion about does science fiction suggest it, and then scientists are oh, 
and then make it, mm-hmm. you know, or te- engineers. You know, it's a chicken or an egg kind of thing. Just the concept that we would have our own personal flying yeah. crap. The person that creates some something doesn't have to be the person that dreams it up. Yeah, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Jobs was a perfect example. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't a, like a coder or anything like that. He he said, "Well, what if you took this and put it on this, and you'd have th- that?" Was his and, genius. And then the engineers look at it and right. go, how do I make that work? And then they see it as a challenge and uh-huh. they work and work and work and work and keep trying and trying. And eventually, not all the time, but sometimes they yeah, figure the they figure yeah. out. And there you go. You got a steam-powered <laughs> Sibian that eventually runs on radio. Yes. <laughs> Turn it up. Radio. <laughs> Who needs the radio? <laughs> uh, so, let's see. Where was I? Um... Yeah. All right, predictions from 1923 for 2023. There'll be no more money, and everyone will use beer credits. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere, all right, the opening of a new polar airline was cheered for making it possible to fly from Chicago to Hamburg via the North Pole in just 18 hours. That's the only route. <laughs> as opposed to the roughly 13 hours most direct flights being now. Have you been to Hamburg yet? No. Uh, they, well, you have, to go to the, you have to go to the North Pole first. <laughs> Uh, there was That's also your connection. considerable excitement about the prospect of wireless and paperless communications. One writer envisioned a world in which Pittsburgh and London take orders on talking films from merchants in Peking and a 1,000 mile an hour on 1,000 mile an hour freighters that deliver goods before sunset. And then here's one that got spot on. Watched sized radio telephones yeah. will keep everyone in communication with the ends of the earth. So that that oh. one is is a absolutely correct prediction. Oh, Dick Tracy years yeah. ago was projecting he had his mm-hmm. his telephone and it was actually a TV as well. Yep. Yep, exactly. And this but this was a hundred years ago that somebody hit that. Uh Archibald Lowe. The British scientist and author who invented an early version of TV and the first drone, by the way, mm. among, among other things, wrote that the war of 2023 will naturally be a wireless war thanks to wireless telephony. <laughs> telephony. Oh, what is telephony? Uh, all of that. Uh, communication. All right, wi- yeah. Wireless telephony, sight, heat, power, and writing. And he went a step further. I'm not getting it. Uh, saying, Professor. Does he mean nerf? Professor Lowe concludes that it is quite possible that when civilization has advanced another century, mental telepathy will exist in embryo and will from a it will form a very useful method of communication. I mean, Man. if you want to talk about modern warfare, a lot of it is obviously not fought on the battlefield or with yeah. missiles and it's planes remotely. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 well, but I didn't even mean that. I meant like um, cyber warfare. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, and Lowe and esteemed, this is Archibald Lowe, by the way. Archibald Lowe. Uh, and he and esteemed futurologist of, uh, futurologist of his era made other and more accurate predictions about the 21st century as well. They include the rise of smartphones and dictation. Stew made out of concrete. Uh, contemporary department stores, the internet, and arguably <laughs> Brit- the British TV phenomenon strictly come dancing. I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> this must have been a British article that I... Pulled this from or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, so I thought that would be kind of wild to take a look at that. It's uh, predictions from 100 years ago to now. Yeah. Do you guys have any predictions for this year? I don't do that. I never really, I've never been able to. What's funny is I can clearly remember sitting in the car with my wife, and this was at the end of 2019, and and her saying, I think 2020 is going to be a great year. 
Oh, yeah? And uh, no. <laughs> I predict four championships for the city of Philadelphia. All right. In this year? In this year. Okay. You in, know, Eagles gonna, win in the Super Bowl. Eagles going to win twice because the Flyers aren't going to win. Yeah. <laughs> Eagles, Sixers, Phillies Union. Oh, Union. All right. Ah. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, uh, I retweeted, but Paige uh, Sporanic, uh, Golfer. Yeah, she's given the, uh, the says the Eagles are going to win. Yeah. I believe her. And I believe and everything. She's huge boobs says yeah. it. You gotta believe, believe it, right? Yep. Uh, you should write those down and date it. Okay. And put it in an envelope, and uh, see if it comes true. I just said it, though. I, I so know, but I'm just so something we can open up. <laughs> All right, bye. All right, but anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I have zero predictions uh, for the I, year. I'm constantly surprised. What I always say to people is that if you were to, you know, jump just five years into the future and look at what has changed, it would blow your mind. So yeah. that's the way that's the way it goes. Yeah. You know, yep. I'm not good with prognostication. No, neither am I. All right, uh, we should take a break because uh, I do see in our future the bizarre file. Oh, sure, oh. that is on the way. Yeah, so thank you for joining in. Predictions of the future. Uh, we'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself, like snacking a little better going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's get into the B-File. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, going to get some stories for you, and we'll start with this one. There's a video of a motorist driving on Indianapolis's frozen downtown canal. It went viral on TikTok. Several residents were ice skating on Christmas night when Bianca Gleason drove onto the ice because... Her GPS told her to. Oh, man. Her 2015 Chevy Malibu eventually fell through the ice into the water. That happens a lot. Resident Jacob Aldridge ended up pulling Gleason out of the vehicle. He said she wasn't looking to get out, so I just jumped in. One witness suggested putting a barrier in the area so vehicles cannot drive through it. Gleason was arrested for allegedly driving while intoxicated, too. That's a problem. But I've I've had GPS systems... Desperately want to put me into a, a field. Oh, or, really? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, she's driving down a frozen, solid river. <laughs> yeah. It oh looks God. like she's on the road. Yeah. And eventually she got to a point where it was too thin and she went through the ice. A, this is a pretty wild story. A follow-up here. A 46-year-old woman who is the former owner of a funeral home in Colorado was sentenced to 20 Years in federal prison on Tuesday for dissecting 560 corpses and selling the body parts without permission. Oh, man. The accused. You should always ask. Megan Hess uh, cheated the relatives of the dead and stole body parts using forged donor forms. Hess pleaded guilty to fraud in July. The 20-year term was the maximum allowed under law. Whatever body parts you're looking for, we can handle all requests. Uh, She operated Sunset Mesa, a funeral home uh, and donor service, 
uh, and body parts entity from... If you like big butts and you can't deny, we can set you up. Uh, from the same building in Montrose, Colorado. Hess's 69-year-old mother, Shirley <sighs> Koch, also pleaded guilty to fraud and was sentenced to 15 years. Koch's primary role was to chop up the bodies. <laughs> That was her part. Thanks, Mom. That's ghoulish. Yeah. The case came to light following 2016-2018 Reuters investigation series on the sale of body parts in the U.S. Reuters uh, was informed about the mother-daughter duo's operation, and the FBI raided the business a few weeks after the story was published. So my question is, who are the recipients, and what are they using the parts for? I'll tell you about that. The prosecution in the case described the case as one of the most significant Body part cases in recent U.S. history. The judge ordered Hessen and Koch to be sent to prison immediately. Meanwhile, Hess's lawyer justified her actions and said that they could be attributed to a traumatic brain injury when she was 18. Gotta be. Aaron Smith, one of the victims who testified in court, said the duo dismembered her mother and sold her shoulders, knees, and feet for profit. Shoulders? Yeah. Uh, selling organs, such as hearts, kidneys, and tendons for transplant, is illegal in the U.S. and must be donated. However, Hess has dealt in the sale of heads, arms, and spines. Oh, my. Something which is not regulated by federal law, believe it or not. Uh, according to the prosecutors, these surgical training companies and other firms which bought the arms, legs, heads, and torsos from Hess did not know that they had been fraudulently obtained. So that's who's purchasing this. That's amazing. There is a market for yeah. it, uh, but you have to give the okay. Either the deceased has to have that right. already planned, or the family members who have a say in it can say, you know, what's done. But imagine you finding out you 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 thought you were sending grandma off to the great beyond. And uh, now you know she was chopped into bits. Uh, they added that has charged families up to $1,000 for cremations. That never occurred. Oh, man. Yeah, more than 200 families fell victim to Hess's operation, received cremated ashes from bins mixed with the remains of different cadavers. So you, get, you got like a blend of people. You like that. It's like trail mix. Yeah. Uh, the Ohio woman who went off the viral charts in 2018-2019 with her mugshot uh, became when her mugshot became internet fodder around the world is in the process of having her face tattoos removed, and she said it's very painful. So what she got was like one of those sugar skulls done <laughs> it, on her entire uh, face. It looked horrible. I have to say, uh, the work they did removing is pretty amazing. Uh, I haven't seen any of their removing yet. You, so. you got it. Yeah, if we, you can find those pictures and put them up on the screen. I was amazed. I thought the after was actually the before. Uh, Alyssa Zabraski of Warren, Ohio, who was hit with drug and theft charges between 2018 and 2019, says she's now clean and trying to get busy with a normal life, but it's tough when your face has been tatted up. The 29-year-old recently fired up TikTok to give a life update that included news that she had gone through her 10th tattoo removal session and she was in a lot of pain. Uh, she said the hands are hurting pretty effing bad at this time. Uh, tattoos... Uh, scribbles on her cheeks and chin have started to disappear, and the forehead spider web is starting to lighten up as well. Uh, what to know about the eyes, though? She said, I know that they can get around the orbital bone. Anything that has bone underneath it, they can remove it, but some of the black might have to stay. Uh, so how did she end up with her face covered in a tattoo and subject to tabloid fodder around the world? She says a mix of heroin and the need to please a then-boyfriend and the gang he was in oh yeah. led to the insane oh face tattoos. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but wow. the tattoo, two tattoos. You wouldn't do that, Kathy? <laughs> two tattoo sessions later, Alyssa had her ridiculous face tattoos. She eventually ended up arrested three times over six months. 
but she got into rehab after spending time in jail. The boyfriend who talked her into the Dawn of the Dead tattoos visited her twice during her stint. She said, I have to think about that every time I look in the mirror. I started healing mentally from all that stuff I went through with him, and now it's time to get these tattoos off. That's really, I mean, it's good for her. You she know. said, the initial pain from the laser, she said, I would relate to having a rubber band snapping against your skin. That's what the laser feels like, and then afterwards it's sore for about 30 minutes. Uh, so it's going to take probably a couple of years to get completely removed. All right, and then finally, a 41-year-old man was charged with attempted murder and child abuse after investigators found he intentionally drove his Tesla over a cliff in California near Devil's Slide with his wife and two children inside. This is crazy. Darmesh Patel deliberately veered over the San Mateo Mm. County cliff along State Route 1 Monday morning. Investigators have not yet determined what driving mode Patel's Tesla was in, but that does not appear to have been a contributing factor in the crash. Uh, He, his wife, and their four-year-old daughter and nine-year-old son were traveling on Route 1 shortly before 11 a.m. when the vehicle swerved off the roadway, plunging 300 feet down a cliff. The Tesla came to rest on the the rocks near the edge of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, The crash triggered a daring rescue, which included at least 30 first responders to free the trapped family. They all miraculously survived the crash. I mean, the car is crumpled. Down that cliff. The, uh, that they survived is amazing. The two children suffered minor to moderate injuries. Patel and his wife's injuries ranged from moderate to critical. Do you remember the story of the, of the I think it was sisters who got into yeah. a fight? and, and Twins. Twins. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the one at the wheel drove them off the cliff on purpose. Yep. Uh, Patel is still being treated for his injuries at a local hospital and once released will be taken to the San Mateo County Jail. Witnesses said that they saw the Tesla make a sharp U-turn before leaving the roadway. It's unbelievable that they survived in that. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you now. We're going to take a break. We're coming back in just a moment or two. Hang out with us, please. We will not be gone long. Wait, what's they? Where was that place, Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh... Don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. And that is until the internet breaks in and we've got bigger problems. Uh, so New Year's Eve, uh, we always have a, a small gathering. Another uh, family uh, comes over to our house and, and uh, we spend the evening. We've we didn't been doing this for, for years, uh, for a good 15 years, maybe more. Tradition? Uh, yeah, where they come over and uh, their kids would come over, our kids would hang out, and we. that's when I started doing the Depreston Code. And, oh, right. Uh, like the and, Da Vinci Code. And scavenger hunts <laughs> right. and things like that. And we do these big game-oriented things. And it started off for the first few years uh, to entertain the kids and ourselves as well. And our kids have grown up and now they're, they don't, come to this anymore. They, right. go to, they go to their friends or some live out of state or they go to parties or whatever it is. So, uh, it. But over the years, I've also come up with other games that we've played and they're either, uh, we'll either do some board games or I'll create a game show type of game and host it or something like that. So this year, we decided to go a little lower key and we did uh, just kind of some fun board games and you, know, you have... And you, you guys get into it. Yeah, you make a great meal, you have to, uh, you know, booze and, and have a good time and and this year, my friend Will uh, and and... and we decided just to play several games and, and keep it really uh, uh, not very complicated. Okay. Uh, so uh, he he said, I want you guys to try this game out. Now, he got it from his son, Zach, uh, who we found out later, I guess, had maybe stumbled across this on uh, on uh, social media somewhere. 
uh, and I wanted to try it out on you guys. Sure. We had a lot of fun doing this. All right. It's stupid. I'm going to tell you this right now. It is, it's dumb, but it's kind of hard, and it's kind of funny. Okay, well, it's a game that already exists. Yeah, yeah. You, did, you guys didn't invent this game. It's, no, no. Okay. I, I, he, at first, he thought his son did it, but then uh, his wife looked it up online and said, wait, this already exists. You know, I hate games, but if this is stupid... Yeah. It might be right in my wheelhouse because I'm stupid. You don't like board games uh, and things like that, so it's it's nothing like that. All right. At all. Now so we're talking. It's a timed game, and uh, it's a uh, you have to have an ability. All right. Uh, and it's all using your mouth. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Right. And your nose, too, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so it's very, very simple. Now, Ew. the time we would do would use is one minute, and it, it kind of drags on for a long time. All so right. if you guys want to do this for 30 seconds, we can, or we can do it for one, one minute. <laughs> it's simply called Snort Whistle Raspberry. Okay. And all you have to do is in one minute or 30 seconds, whatever we de- determine, you have to snort, yeah, whistle, and raspberry as many times in a row successfully as you can. Okay. And each time you mess up, it doesn't count. You have to get you have to get right in that order, and All the right. whistle has to be. You can't be like no the whistle. It's got to be a whistle. It has to be that. So you know how to whistle, don't you? Yeah, you put your lips together, together and blow hard. <laughs> Who's going to be the best at this? I'm not. I think I am. Yeah, I think you have the discipline. Yeah. This is really stupid. I know. Right? He said it. He right. said it was. I didn't think it would be this dumb. Okay. <laughs> uh, no one signed me up for this. Kathy's a... It's not made aware. So, it sounds easy until you try and do support. it. Snort, whistle, raspberry. Oh, now, do you guys want to try 30 seconds or one oh, minute? God, yeah. Are we all no, doing 30 this at the same seconds. time? Or no, no, no. One no. One, it's one at a time. You can't... Because somebody... The other people have to kind of keep score and count how many times you do it successfully. Okay. You, there's no way we could do it all at the same time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to go first. I think okay. we could probably pick like one or two people, too. I don't... We're going to do all of us? You're this is gonna definitely be a long doing time. it. We don't all have to do it, but you're definitely doing it. I, yeah, I think I'm out on this. <laughs> Shut up. Alright. No fun. I mean, I'd rather this play... This very stupid. I think yeah. I'd rather play yes or like, no. Incredibly. Alright. So... I think Nick should start and just have Nick keep doing it so that we don't have... Well, I think, I'm gonna, <laughs> I think I'm gonna be bad, so I wanna get the worst round out of the way. Alright. Uh, I think Kathy should go first because she hates it so much. It is. It's terrible. Hey, can you whistle, by the way? Yeah. Alright, let's hear it. Okay. All right. Some people can't whistle. Yeah. Oh, you know what? No, Nick can't snap his fingers. That's true. And I'm not a great whistler, but I can uh, pass with a okay. whistle. Okay. All right. Do you want to try 30 seconds or one minute? What do you guys say? Uh, uh, 30, 30, se- 30 minutes. 30 minutes. 10 seconds. 30, 30, 30 minutes. seconds 30. per person. Minutes. It's plenty. 30 seconds. All right. 30, 30 minutes. Uh, Casey, will you put a uh, a timer on the clock? Uh, or I I can just use my phone here if I you want you. to. All right. Okay. Snort, whistle, raspberry. Snort, whistle, raspberry. Whistle, raspberry. I'll keep track, okay? All right. Since you're the, successful uh, ones. the guy who brought us this game. And, and if you... All right. Anyway, you ready to try this? I'm ready. On your mark, get set, and go. I 
I knew it. I knew I was going to suck did, at it. Uh, I don't I, think I, you I did as bad good. as you thought you uh, were going to I do. Got I counted seven, seven successful right. snort. Whistle. That's, by the way, he did various. achieve. I don't know. There were some very soft whistles that know, were legitimate whistles, though. Yeah. I, I didn't count them all. I, oh, I, really? Yeah. So if there was an actual whistle, but it was too quiet, you didn't. You didn't count it. I just used my judgment. Okay. Um, do you think it was a new world record? Probably. No. No. Okay, no. Uh, hold on. Do you? I have a question. Do you? Yeah. Do you suck in when you oh, whistle? I, uh, I noticed he was instead of blowing out, he was sucking I, in. I tried to alternate it because of the breathing that you do. Because you have to time your breathing in this game. There's a snort breath, there's a whistle breath, and then there's a raspberry breath. Uh-huh. Huh, it's, it's almost like Lamaze. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Similar. Yeah. Could you imagine if Lamaze was like that? <laughs> um, no, so th- so you got seven. All right, good. Okay, I'm Kathy, right your turn. I, I'm not going to be able to do this. This is stupid. I don't want to do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Leave me alone. I can't, it's so can you, annoying. I can't can you even just try it. Can you just I'm try it, please? Doing no spending. <laughs> what? I, I haven't can't been even spending shop. in days. I'm all torn up. I said I can't even shop during this because I'm not no, spending. No, you can't. You have to participate. Oh, How about that? All right, you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. 30 seconds on the clock. <laughs> Kathy's turn. Here we go. Go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 14 times so you kicked like, his ass she's a new world champion you're like uh, way best. better is it, is it okay to say goat I you know think, why no. she didn't like it yeah, she hated, she hated it, it. Uh-huh. yeah she wasn't having fun and laughing yeah. like I was that's and, right yeah. that's a good point Okay. So hatred leads to success. <laughs> I, apparently, loathe, loathing something. Right. Well, I have a question, though. Did, okay, so out. you played this with your friends. Was Did you come up with this? No, no. I told you the whole story. Oh, you were shopping. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I'm sorry. She can't shopping. shop. No. Yeah. How did you get the game? Are you serious? Are you not Will, sitting okay, directly across am, from me? I am. I could, clearly wasn't paying attention. I, I didn't know if it, if it, you had learned about it or I if the kid when you talk. If the kid made it up. I told that story. I said that Will presented this to us. He got the idea from his son Zach, who we found out when Lori looked up later online that it had already existed. Oh, I told that but, story. Okay, okay, okay. He, he really okay did. Sorry, relax. I just was wondering if people actually sat around he and were so like, upset when "You call him on a stupid game." Yeah, good idea. <laughs> All right, I think Steve's going to be good at it because Steve, when he wants to bear down, can be serious. Uh, yeah, but I don't think I'm not but, good at timed events. But you're a good whistler. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So, so it's, it's uh, snort, whistle, All right. raspberry. All right. Okay. All right, ready? Try it. Mm-hmm. Yep. 30 wait, seconds. Wait, 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 wait. Let me do it. It's... Right? Yep. Okay. Okay. I'm going to suck at this. All right, here we go. Ready and begin. It's <laughs> <laughs> suck at you this. You had the first one. <laughs> That was a queef. (laughs) 
Hey, you, you got, got 11 of them, dude. Yeah, you got in the nice. zone. And that was I thought like some of my big, whistles were kind of lame. That was two big pot. Well, I didn't count them. Okay. You you actually, I think, made like 14 attempts, but you made 11 of those. Okay, once you get... The, that was the solid. hardest part is just remembering getting into the getting cage. The order. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then when you yeah. got in the zone, like, you were kicking ass. You well, I, got, I focused on the word yell on this page. <laughs> <laughs> You've got what? <laughs> I'm just looking at the word yell yes. here, and I was like, I, I've got to do it for the word yell. I love that you had the wherewithal to realize that, that was, the one was a queef. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, it's your turn. Okay. All right. I, um, I don't think I'm going to do well because I think I'm uh, going to have a laughing fit at a certain okay. point. That's kind of what this game is. That, this is why you want to try it with people who've never done this anything case, like yeah, this. This is Casey on sulfurhexide. What is it? Sulfur hexafluoride, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep in yeah. mind, these are professional broadcasters doing this. Yeah. And also, when we tried to do the... Walter uh, Cronkite invented this game. Um, <laughs> speech <laughs> jammer. <laughs> you did speech jammer either. You All couldn't? Right. No. No, because I was just laughing. Okay. Because it was so hard for me. Well, see, you... Kathy's currently the champion, uh, and uh, she hated every second of it. Every second. So if you have a fear that you're going to suck at it, you might do very well. Which, by the way, try this on your own and see if you can do this. I know it's... Especially um, if you're in line at a wake. Uh, yes, please do. <laughs> yeah. uh, or try this with some friends and yeah. see how difficult it is, all right? And you were doing this for a minute. Uh, yeah, for a minute. I think 30 seconds is the appropriate, right? I agree. Mm -hmm. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Set, go. Wait, <laughs> I told you. Wait, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> no. Wait. So glad that'd be Casey. That became your whistle. Because you were giggling too much, you couldn't. I couldn't. You couldn't purse your lips. All right. All right, Preston. I'll try it. Uh, I called him. I've done this before. Done this you have the clock. Yeah, yes, I, I know. He's he's uh, he's so good. At do you want Marissa? He? Do you want Marissa to do it? Of course I do. Can but... Marissa whistle? I bet Marissa can't whistle. Marissa, can you, you Marissa? Can you Marissa? Okay. Wow. Okay. Hey, she right. can whistle very well. Hey, thanks. All right. So what is it again? I mean, I've been paying attention this whole time. But Snort, it's... whistle, raspberry. Snort, yeah. whistle, raspberry. Okay. I'm just listening. All right. You ready to try it? Wait. I can't snort, though. You can't do that? That's yeah, fine. Okay. You got to open your mouth. Okay. She was uh. going like this. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> Wait. Let me, lift, let me lift my leg up. You're just sniffing. <laughs> Marissa smells very hard. I mean, of all the things. <laughs> Sniff whistled raspberry. <laughs> Sniff. I don't snort very often, guys. Not on purpose. All right. You ready? Right. Wait, let me just try it once on my own. Wait, so it's snort? Snort. <laughs> you can't snort. Jesus. Snort. She literally can't snort. Like you're snorting. You can't pretend like somebody's snoring. Do a big, long snore. I, I can't. Wait. There you go. Dad. Okay. Open your mouth a little more. I was open. No. My mouth is very <laughs> much... But at first you were like this. It's your nose, really, where the, the snort is coming from. The your, your your nostrils should vibrate a little bit. Snort, whistle, raspberry. 
Yes. Yeah. There okay. you go. Okay. okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Set and go. I'll do it, but I've already played the game, so uh, let me show you how it's All right, somebody's got to count, so it's after each raspberry if I completely make the sound. All right, I got you. Uh, And uh, Okay, do you think I have a a beat on his his parameters of judging? I'll be fair, but balanced. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one. gentlemen a new world record 17 oh, oh, just barely oh, stop and think about that yeah. kathy who hates this terribly right was within three of a guy who's already done it a number of times now i think you might benefit from being a drummer press yeah but that's uh, that's round one we gotta do best of seven guys <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I, th- I, I think prefer I, you get free plugs. I was telling these guys, because I'd never played it before, and I, I won the other night. I think it's because I used to practice um, tongue twisters. Right. Uh, and also uh, the drumming thing, too, if you kind of zone out and put it on autopilot, was which the, is what you have to do with your limbs when you're playing drums sometimes. Was the tongue twist tongue Tongue twister. Was that the broadcasting school? Yeah, when, when I started. baby buggy bumper stuff? Uh, I would do Toy Boat and Unique New York and Red, um, leather, leather. red leather, Yellow Michael Leather. Michael Hunt. Stuff like that. Yeah. Michael Hunt, Michael Hunt. <laughs> Mike Hunt, Mike Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> No, but I, the hardest one I always thought was unique, unique New York, and I, I practiced that, so now I can nail that. There are there are combinations like that that I'm like, oh, I don't want to say it that way. I you know, know. we just like, and, and, and people who don't know how to write copy will juxtapose words that just collide with each other. I need to do the toy boat one again, because when I do the Dell Toyota yeah. commercials, <laughs> if I say Toyota by like the fourth time, it starts to come out Toyota. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but... Uh, yeah, I've I've seen. I think in their own TV commercial, they have uh, they, yeah, well, well, somebody uh, maybe it's for Toyota. Thon. After a while, she says it so much that it, it becomes our Toda. 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 Yeah. Toda. All right. Anyway, I thought I would share that game with you guys and uh, you. see what you thought about it. I, th- I thought it was fine. It was it's a fun it's a fun little thing. Kathy loved it. It's, it's a party game. If if you try it with a group of people, what are you get people cracking up and they can't finish it and it just becomes hilarious. Well, again, it's like the the tongue twisters. I mean that that's meant to elicit that poor performance. Yeah, and it was funny because uh, uh, Caroline had some friends staying the night over, and my buddy Will, who is, by the way, is this infectiously fun guy. Like, yeah, you yeah. can't help but have a good time around Will. 
he, uh, a few of the teenagers are over. He's like, I'm going to see if they want to play. And he goes over and he starts to describe it to him. And one of Caroline's friends just goes, why? <laughs> and he goes, never mind. <laughs> okay. Like that, girl. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you can't be approved. Those are my kind of people. All right. Uh, so I thought I'd share that, but then there's something else I think we can get into, and that is uh, I have some stories from the City Beat. Oh. Be interesting. Scully, uh, wow, wow. There's... Home of the... These are all stories in and around our area. And I thought I would share a few with you. And by area, you mean 2,000 mile range. Yeah, somewhere in that range. Uh, So there was a story we had yesterday about um, uh, a doctor at the Eagles game that was uh, in his mummer's outfit. Uh, and he helped save someone's life. Yeah. Uh, there was somebody else involved in that, too, actually, uh, which I'm glad there's a follow-up story, too. But uh, they've identified him. His name is Dr. Vincent Basile, or Bas- B-A-S-I-L-E is how you sprint, uh, uh, I'd say Basile. Name. So Basile. Uh, Basile. Uh, Basile. I don't, I'm not really sure. But apparently he was, uh, he was at the Eagles game, and he had uh, still, he was wearing a pink dress and face paint. <laughs> yeah. From his After mummers. performing in the Mummers yeah. Parade. He had, like, stripes on his face. His entire face was painted. And he was at the game with his girlfriend, and somebody started call- calling for help. He said that his uh, his girlfriend tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, there's a guy lying down over there on the ground. So he ran over to see if he could help. And what he found was an injured fan bleeding and turning blue with security and a nurse uh, trying to help out. And he said, the next thing you know... A guy in a pink dress is running up next to me. This is uh, Natalie, or he didn't say this, uh, Natalie Spencer, who was a nurse. Okay. Uh, she happened to be at the game with her son How as well. How fortuitous, right? Yeah. So, uh, Basile said, I said, hey, uh, I know I don't look like it, but I'm an emergency medic doctor, medicine doctor. I know I look like a surgeon. Doctor. Yeah. Uh, so, from there, the nurse, who was in full Eagles gear, by the way, and the doctor, still wearing the pink dress, face paint, and sunglasses, uh, teamed up, and they had their training uh, ready to go. Uh, so Basile said, he's not talking, he's blue, he doesn't look like he's breathing. Uh, the nurse, Spencer, said, he looked at me and said, start compressions until we can get an AED here. You know oh. what? This is easily a great mummer ER. Mummer ER. The, a high the concept yeah. mummer ER, where right. you are brought in and they are all dressed in mummer's gear and... You know, they come over with the music and the whole thing. Well, they could, Steve, they could just combine it. So it's mum, mum, and, uh, yeah, mum E-R, R. in big letters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah M-U-M-M in, in lowercase, <laughs> and then E-R. Right? Oh, that's I, perfect. It's perfect because, and then uh, think of the, you know, again, the, the tie-in, the whole, the New Year's episode is going to be big. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, after a few minutes of performing CPR on the man, uh, his color started to come back, uh, and he regained consciousness. Uh, he was confused when he woke up to. Basile said... I doubt the first thing you expect to see is a mummer with face paint on wearing pit viper glasses. <laughs> and despite this strange sight, his first question makes any Eagles fan proud. Basile said, believe it or not, the first thing to come out of the, out of the guy's mouth was he asked what the score of the game was. <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and no one told him. Yes, good. You want to uh, be a good, could disrupt the patient. They were losing, and he was just relieved that his heart was working again. And uh, uh, Basile said, it's the most Philly thing to happen. It's amazing. Uh, the fans recovering in the hospital is expected to be okay, by the way. Well, we talked about it yesterday, about, you know, statistically how many times at a large, at, at a sporting event, we had a doctor, I guess, who was done that kind of stuff 
uh, or a, a medical worker says it's quite often. Yeah. You know, you have 50, 60, 70,000 people gathered. Yep, yep. You're going to have plenty of things taking place almost at every single event. Yeah, so. and it's weird to say, oh, you, you know, you're lucky that that, you know, these people are around you. You know, yeah. to be lucky is that that wouldn't happen to you at all. Right. But, uh, you know, the truth is, if that were to happen to me, I'd probably be in a, a you know, section of high school dropouts. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so the fact that you had a doctor and a nurse, like, right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a good thing. All right. Uh, here's another story uh, for the City Beat. And this is great news uh, for cheesesteak lovers. And uh, for me personally, because this is my favorite place, Jim South Street Cheesesteak. Uh, and Hoagie Shopper uh, posting their renderings of the new building on their Twitter account. Sunday afternoon, along with a New Year's message that says that they will reopen this year. Wow. After the fire. Wow, yeah. Uh, I was wondering when that was going to happen. They wrote, Happy New Year to you and yours. We're beyond thrilled to share some early plans for our rebuild. Can't wait to see you guys again in 2023. What are they primarily going to sell there? I think they're going to sell falafels. No. no, so the renderings show a proposed second floor addition. Oh. So if you've ever been to gyms, they did have a second floor. They did? You actually had to walk kind of through part of the kitchen to get there huh. in the back. And it always felt weird because it felt like you were walking into the employees area. But you could eat up there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's where I would go. But you could. the thing was, you couldn't go up there... And if there if there wasn't a space, you couldn't just kind of hang around. You had to like go back downstairs or go outside or something like that. It was really cramped, really really small. Lorenzo's has an upstairs too, right? Uh, Wait, on South Street? Uh, yeah. Are you serious? They I have, don't think I, so. I feel like they had a either upstairs or a back. You, you were in someone's apartment, or maybe I'm remembering this. Uh, I think I, you're thinking of gyms. What's that? I, yeah, I think Casey's remembering gyms too. Because every time I ever went to Lorenzo's, it was go in, get the pizza, and then and then leave. Right, hang yeah. on though, was there a, a, like a mural uh, in that room? In in gyms? Uh, yeah, I, I, I just... mean there were pictures all over the wall. The, the, the autographs continued upstairs as well. Yeah. There was a hole in the wall that took you to Paris. Oh, okay. Yeah, or it was just a picture <laughs> of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, that was it. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, uh, I don't know, Case. You get your memories yeah. crossed, I think. Uh, but maybe people could text him. But I don't remember ever going. I never went upstairs at Lorenzo's, and there was a good. residence upstairs because uh, Joe told me about that. The okay. owner of Lorenzo's. That'd be a cool place to live. All right. So anyway, uh, it smelled great. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, so uh, the renderings of the proposed second floor addition are available. The steak shop didn't give an estimated date for reopening this year. Um, this is the most recent update since the South Street staple was lost by fire in July of 2022. Uh, last month, uh, they gave an update to their customers on the progress which showed the damage done by the fire. Uh, so that's cool. That's good news. So I don't eat a lot of cheesesteaks. I don't. Neither uh, do I. A couple of years, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And the for two years running, the one that I can clearly remember having is Wilson's, uh, yeah, yeah, impossible cheesesteak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, see, I don't count that. Right. I've I've had those a few times, and uh, and Steve knows because that's he always makes it for yeah, us, yeah. and that's that's definitely my favorite. But I I personally don't count that as as a cheesesteak. As a cheesesteak, cheese yeah. it's it's in some cases it's, it's a better. little better, yeah. I think. Uh, but um, <laughs> Jim's is is definitely my favorite. You know, cheesesteak place. Yeah, I'm glad go. that they they're 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 coming back. Yeah. I, is it going to include like a, a rooftop area, or will it all be? Enclosed? I don't know. I haven't. I didn't see the second With bottle service <laughs> edition. But you know what? I would like. I, I would like a a, a 
a, a picture of us that we've autographed on their wall. Oh, that'd be cool, yeah. I think that'd be you know, I, I would see that, me personally. That's the guy, the Rocky impersonator? That's not... Uh... No, that's actually... At, uh, oh, that's right, yeah. That's Pat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I would see that as, as a real source of pride. For if, sure. If, if our picture was hanging up uh, autographed at Jim's, I, I would think that would be awesome. So people, the powers that be at Jim's... I would be honored to do that. If we're not going to do, it. I know, I know they won't. If I uh, if I ever open a place in the city, which will never happen, but uh, like a rooftop bar or a rooftop lounge, they're so cool. And and like any place that has those in Philadelphia, for whatever reason, I just find them enormously attractive. Is that place at the the Logan Hotel? Yes, sit outside and, and and just I don't Great. know there's something like cool and liberating about it. I think. Um, uh, Midtown, um, Continental Midtown has that as well. And it's just, I don't know, it's a neat addition to a place. Hey, shouldn't we have, a, is it the Palm restaurant that has all those caricatures of... Uh, that closed. Did that close? Palm, uh, right? Did it? Okay. Damn it. I, I have a gift card. I never I went there. <laughs> you have a gift card? I just saw it. It's in my closet. Like, Wait a second. That closed? I don't know. Marissa, do you know if Palm closed? Yeah, I thought it did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Where man. My gift card well, maybe now they'll put a caricature of it. <laughs> then it's closed. Yes, they have closed. They were in the Bellevue, and the Bellevue, everything in the Bellevue has moved out. Oh. They're supposed to be doing some sort of... What about the chocolatier that I, was there? Mm, yeah, everything's gone. I did hear they were putting a roller skating rink. Ooh. In, in that right? Bellevue? Wouldn't that be fun? Like, in oh. the, like, food court in the basement. Interesting. Nice. Right? By the way, Caroline's first job is coming up at a roller skating rink. Whoa! <gasps> In line 309. 309? Yeah, they recently redid the whole floor. It's oh, awesome. no kidding. Yeah. I went to a skate That's where the, the new palm is. Uh, we went to, <laughs> we were skating there another week, uh, about a week ago. It's a great rink. Yeah. All right, so anyhow, uh, so they, uh, they're they going to reopen. And by the way, uh, Casey, our te- people are texting in that Lorenzo's had like a back room. Okay. Uh, standing room standing only. Room only. Yeah. yeah, but it said Lorenzo's had a back room, not much bigger than a closet. Uh, standing room only. It says before the fire. Yeah, they yeah, did they had have a fire, fire too. Yeah. That's right. They had yeah. a fire in 2012, and that damaged the second floor where somebody had been living. Yeah. All right. Get out of here. So there, there yeah. you go. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got uh, in the city beat streets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the guy who lived He's above Lorenzo's. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder they burned him out. That's the guy that lives yeah. above yeah. Lorenzo's. So they, bur- they burned him out. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta get rid of this guy. I'm the scat man. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody have any guess? Yeah. Just pay no attention to him, please. We can't. He's got a long lease. We can't, he pays on time. We can't get rid of him. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, if, uh, hang on. Yeah. All right, uh, the Philly Goat Project has returned. Kathy's the goat of that game he came in with. That's right, Uh, but not this. On January 7th, so just a couple days away, there's a rain date on the 8th. Uh, Later this month, January 21st, with a rain date on the 22nd, Philadelphians can bring their whole family to the 5th annual Christmas tree cycle from noon to three, and it's a chance for you to get rid of the Christmas trees in an environmentally friendly, unique, and beneficial way uh, for the whole community. At the event, the trees become snacks for the goats. We talked about this last year. Oh, yes, okay. it's pretty wild. Uh, and uh, they'll also be turned into wood chips used to cover trails in the cities. Which is uh, great. And uh, parks and community gardens throughout Philadelphia. You can bring your artificial trees for the robot goats. No, I don't mm-hmm. think so. Uh, thanks to a partnership with the Philadelphia Streets Department and the Philadelphia Parks and Recreation Department. That's a that's a perfect thing. Have you seen this thing? I, I, I don't know if I sent the article to you, Preston, about... Uh, 
taking the that that is kind of a thing to take branches from your Christmas tree and use it for um, spices and drinks and things like that. Oh. Have you have you seen this? No, I'll, no. I'll see if I can dig it up and send it to you. Maybe that's a uh, a uh, connoisseur thing. Yeah, maybe. I use it for like planters outside of my house, and I didn't get a real real tree this year, so I've been stalking my family members. I'm like, don't throw the tree out. I'm coming over to cut the branches. <laughs> what do you what do you use it for? Planters, like outside the house decoration. Oh, so you you put, just put them in a in a pot? And... Uh, yeah, in a planter, and you create like a, a you know an outdoor um, potted plant. Yeah. Okay, all right. And how long do those last? Uh, they'll if last. It's just branches. They'll last. I mean, I have my Christmas ones are still out there, and they're fine. Uh, and... It's like a winter decoration, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and it'll last. Uh, no, probably... my, my question is, do they grow? Do they? Do... Oh no, 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 okay. no, no. So it's they, just yeah. As long as they last, they, yeah, they long, just kind of yeah. look festive. Right. Okay. So at the event, uh, the there's a, a fundraiser for the Philly Goat Project's nonprofit. A twenty dollar donation, along with the tree, will directly support GPG's many events throughout the year that uh, span community goat walks. Uh, children goat walk. Yes, literacy events, youth job training, environmental education, and a bunch more. I love. It. We've talked about how much we love goats yes. and that they're they're cool looking. I didn't realize there was such a concerted effort to benefit the goat population. Uh, in total, there are three options for the tree cycle events. There's the express, curbside, drop off, and donate, which is at uh, sixty three thirty six Ardley Street entrance. Uh, there's the goat safari drive-through. Uh, it's a farm to drop off. Look, another goat. Or you can park <laughs> on Washington Lane and bring your tree in yourself. Welcome to Goat Asic Park. <laughs> what do they got there? <laughs> Goats. Uh, Philly. Goat Asic Park. <laughs> uh, Philly Goat Projects makes the event. Where's the Tyrannosaurus Rex? Oh, we don't have it, but we have the goat. Uh, <laughs> The one that the Tyrannus yeah, yeah. eat. Um, you probably should have a little bit more than just a goat tied to a pole. Uh, Philly Goat Project <laughs> makes the event worth staying for, however, with a... Welcome to Goat Essay Park. <laughs> and that's how you make a goat. Yeah. Oh, that's a little animation ahead of time. It just shows goats banging each other. <laughs> Having graphic sex. Uh, so there will be a fire pit on site with free s'mores, free hot cocoa. What? And a petting area with the goats. Ah. Uh, Under the shirt? I remember uh, going to petting zoos, and goats were usually the main yeah. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. They're 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 very good. Attraction. They're they're good with you know people doing that and and kids. I remember either getting little baby bottles filled with milk that they would eat. These are the the little goats. Yeah. Or uh, uh, a an ice cream cone. Yes. Filled with they feed. Had the zoo. And they would eat the whole ice cream yeah. cone. Obviously. At the Philly Zoo, they had a uh, uh, and I don't know if they still have it, but they had the a, gorilla petting zoo. No, just a regular petting zoo. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, you would buy the uh, the ice cream cones. Yeah. Oh yes, I love that. Uh, so you don't have to bring a tray to partake in the activities. And additionally, a quiet visiting area will also be available for special needs friends. Uh, swag will be available for purchases at the event, including PGP's famous 2023 calendar, which features the goats at landmarks around Philadelphia, <laughs> including uh, the uh, Citizens Bank Park, Academy of Music Stage, Reading Terminal Market, and more. Calendars are $15 each, and proceeds also go to support nonprofit. They should set up a goat fund me. 
uh, goat fund me. Yeah, I like that. That's a good name. Uh, a few more notes about tree donations. PGP asks that you please remove all decorations. Yes, that makes <laughs> sense. with a fully decorated tree. <laughs> yeah, and, and here are the presents that were under it. Uh, before donating it, no. But sometimes those little metal hooks, yes, yeah. can come yeah. out of the uh, come out of the the ornament, and, and you don't still want to be on there, and you don't go want to go to eat that. Yep. And Christmas trees should be pesticide free. Uh, wreaths are not accepted. Okay. By the way, so. why? Because um, I think sometimes wreaths have wiring inside of them, Kathy, that hold them together. Yeah. It's usually the case. Yeah. yeah, I guess. So maybe if you took it, took it apart, apart, yeah, something like that. Do that. But they're not. Uh, they're not doing. Goats are eating full trees. They don't want your stinking wreath. We, um, uh, my friend collects uh, all of the rotten pumpkins after Halloween and after the fall. She literally drove around the neighborhood this year, called all her friends, and was like, "Put them out." Uh, on your front step, I'm, I'm coming by for them. Her parents live on a farm, and they give them to the sheep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's a decent service, because <laughs> we've got uh, we've got a creek uh, that's kind of just across. Actually, you guys would call it a creek, because yeah. it's tiny. Across from us, and uh, right after Halloween, there's just loads of pumpkins yeah. that people just oh, tossed toss in there. there. Because there, there are deer that come in through those areas. Do deer even eat pumpkins? Yes, I have no yes, idea. They, they do. do. Yeah. Okay. They were doing it in our backyard this year, and it right. was the same thing, Kathy. Was, we, there were a few in the neighborhood. Um, and the Steve, I think I told you this, it was last year or the year before, but uh, we ended up having a small little pumpkin patch. Yes. Because we, we so disposed we. of one of the pumpkins, ah, yeah. and, and they, they, the seeds germinated and a pumpkin and started to grow. They grow like, so we had two pumpkins that just grew in our right. garden randomly because a couple of the seeds from our, our yeah. pumpkin got into it. That's great. And it's pretty cool. Have you ever seen, it's oddly soothing to watch hippos eat pumpkins. Yes. 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 <laughs> and I think they do, um, don't the bison at Elmwood Park Zoo eat hippos? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, eat oh, pumpkins. No. The vegetarians. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I I've, think they do, yeah. I've fed them before there. They they have a bison feeding yes. charcuterie, activity, charcuterie <laughs> board that you can set up. And do people think, eat hippos? They just kind of pick at Ooh, it. Don't yeah. mind if I do. <laughs> oh, is that, uh, is that brie? Ooh, very nice. What were you going to say, guys? Uh, hippos. Do people eat hippos? Do they eat elephant? And do they eat rhinos? I'll tell you what we know about hippos. Yeah. They're the yeah. deadliest... Animal in Africa, yeah, uh, and uh, they um, um, fast swimmers. You know, I and incredibly fast, and incre- incredibly fast on land. Um, yes, they do. Uh, hippo meat is a popular food in Africa, and it's considered to be a delicacy. Welcome to hippos. Welcome to hippos. I know what to get Casey for Christmas. What the compendium of all edible animals? animals right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the world, just so we can <laughs> set his mind at ease. Do people eat those things? Well, well, you got to There's a ton of meat on. On, I, I would imagine. Lot. I would imagine. Have you ever seen uh, the footage? It always blows me away when they um, they'll be taking a river cruise and they'll come. They are start swimming aggressively mm-hmm. at hippos. Yeah. Oh my god. In case you're right, there's literally a ton of meat. Yeah. Uh, Two thousand pounds or more, probably. Yep. Elephant is edible as well, um, and uh, rhino is, but people don't because it's an endangered species and it's illegal. Right. What would you like? But the to- elephant is it? Uh, I don't know. Elephant hunting is um, illegal in some places. Because of the ivory. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah. legal in other places because it actually helps control the population. And um, They yeah. beat them to death with rhinos. Yeah. 
They we actually can, we swing can... a rhino at <laughs> Elephant hunting and elephant shooting is a, a interesting to me and controversial topic because a lot of people uh, balk at it, but there are actually upsides to it. And so that you don't have them starving to death. You're talking about yeah. culling. And right, it, yeah. it, culling, and yeah. it also, it, it, believe it or not, it, it eliminates some poaching when hunting becomes legal. So it's something that I would never want to do and go shooting an elephant, but I understand why some people feel the need to do that. Casey, what animal would you like to eat? Oh, I, I don't really... Um, You're just curious lion. If, if people eat them. <laughs> I think I'd like to eat it. Well, yeah. the, the movie The Freshman was about the, yeah. this exotic. I have no desire whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to eliminate, you know, as much of just meat and jam. I'm a, I'm a salmon guy, but you know, there's yeah. a mommy salmon and a daddy salmon. And no, I mean, I really don't go like I eat chickens, turkeys, cows. I don't eat sheep. Uh, I've had lamb like once right or twice. Uh, but if I were to go, okay, get me. Uh, a burger made of this kind of meat. Like ostrich? I think, no, maybe a grizzly bear. A grizzly oh. bear burger? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, right? Yeah. I feel like that would probably be pretty yummy. You ever had uh, elk? <laughs> no. I have, yeah. Elk. I elk had venison uh, jerky one time. Yeah, elk is pretty tasty. That's an elk. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, uh, out west, you, you can find elk yeah. pretty regularly. Welcome to elks. Jesus. <laughs> 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 I was watching, um... <laughs> Welcome to Gazelles! <laughs> Welcome to Gazelles! <laughs> I was watching uh, one of the Planet of the Apes movies. It was the second one, which I believe is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. You're talking there's about a... the, the new... The yeah, new yes. they're good, man. Oh, th- that trilogy, I think, is, is Matt pretty Matt Reeves, yeah. the last one, is, oh. is, is epic. Yeah. It's amazing. It's really good. But there was a scene in the second movie where uh, Caesar's son... Gets attacked by a grizzly bear, mm-hmm. right? And they had a perfect opportunity to have a gorilla face off against the grizzly bear, and they didn't. Right? Yeah, you know, Koba ended up coming and, and saving uh, the, the lives of, of Caesar or whatever. But I've I've often wondered, like, if you actually there was a serious case. Yeah. You remember the series? I know, I know. Uh, so so see what they determined because I'm sure I'm sure they had. Hang on. I I feel like... had... What have you often wondered? Like. It... Who would win in a fight? Would it be a grizzly bear, a uh, a gorilla, tiger, lion? All right. So do you want uh, my reckoning? Give me, give me. What are the pairings, or is it just a a brawl? N- not a brawl, but if you were to t- pair each one of those together, who so, would so like a grizzly bear and yeah. a gorilla? You had like grizzly an- bear would kill a gorilla. Yeah. yeah. You think? Yes. Okay. Grizzly bear and um, tiger. I think a grizzly, unless it was like a Siberian tiger. Perhaps, but I think the grizzly bear. The biggest and the and the baddest of all of them, right? Like they've all fought in the Kumite against each other, and right. then you've got the champion <laughs> all of them. I wonder how a hippo would do Ooh. against a mockingbird. <laughs> We've Mock? had this. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. We've had this conversation before because my oh, vote no. went to uh, gorilla. Because I believe the gorilla's ability to uh, grab, I think gorillas are smarter. Get, hold the, a gun? The, uh, they could grab a gun <laughs> or a No weapons in, in my scenario. <laughs> I think opposable thumbs are more of an advantage than um, than the strength, the pure strength of the grizzly bear. So I was kind of right. I think Connor called up here in the battle of the grizzly bear versus tiger. A Siberian tiger would win a fight against a grizzly because Siberian tigers are huge. And that's according to Google. Yes. Yeah. Well, A to Z animals. Yeah. Uh, dot com. <laughs> <laughs> so. Did I Google that? Uh, what was the name of that show? 
Um, that was uh, it was a long battle. time ago. It was like like seventeen, eighteen years ago. And they did the out. classic pairing of all the animals. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then once they did all that, the show had nowhere to go. Yeah, is this the city beat? It is. Oh, it is. I don't know how we yeah. ended up in Africa, but <laughs> we, we have them. Yeah, they, they have cities, cities. there. <laughs> there, there are cities. It's supposed to be Philadelphia. Oh. All right, one more thing. I want Africa to was supposed to be Philadelphia. Uh, Philly loves Bowie Week uh, is coming up. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday. Yes, and how big this has become. Uh, yeah, it's become a, a thing now. It's a nice observation. I like it because, uh, you know, uh, Bowie recorded uh, Young Americans here uh, at Sigma Sound. And um, he, uh, I think he did a live album. Was it at the Tower? Yes. Was I believe so. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a celebration. And his um, his passing, I believe, I don't remember the date, but it, it, was, it was right around in January. Yeah. yeah so they're uh, uh, acknowledging him. And it's, uh, Marissa was saying it's just kind of... A, it's caught momentum over the years. It's uh, it's always been kind of a, a thing for a few years, but it, it has started to pick up a little bit more. So there's a couple of activities that are going on. Just watch the uh, the Bowie documentary concert slash documentary that's available. Okay, phenomenal. Nice. He was born and died in the same week. He, uh, not you know in the same year, but uh, he was born January eighth, and then he died January tenth. Okay. Uh, but there's a couple things like Bowie Bowling Night at Brooklyn Bowl. I love to bow. Is January. I'm David Bowie, and this Christmas, thousands of African children don't get the thrill of bowling. (laughs) Thousands of Ethiopian children will not enjoy a turkey. I mean, the kind of turkey you get in bowling. Yeah, three strikes in a row. (laughs) Anybody watch uh, Midnight's Daydream yet? Uh-uh. What's that? Uh, the the documentary, the Bowie documentary, that came out last uh, year. I just yeah, I, I think that's the same one case because it's um it's great. And I just saw it. And I was wondering, if, <sighs> I was wondering if they were talking about that one or if there was an. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love Bowie. This year, Ethiopian children will not have the joy of a turkey because they won't get to a bowling alley. <laughs> All right, there's another event. There's a few events going on. Uh, Bowie Quizzo. Oh. At uh, Doobie's Bar. Maybe he loved uh, Quizzo, too. I don't know. Um, all Bowie trivia? Because I would suck at that. All right, I'm good at Quizzo, but yeah. not Bowie Quizzo. Uh, Sigma Kid and Doobie's owner, Patty Brett, host an entirely Bowie-centric uh, quiz night with prizes. I'm out. Uh, I know. It, so, you know... Um, he also has, obviously, an impressive movie career, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, there's a lot of material there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, special Bowie beers include Loving the Alien Saison, Young Americans Cranberry Sour, and Never Get Old IPA. So, my 17-year-old daughter, <clears throat> I think Bowie's, like, kind of her favorite right now, which oh, is kind of cool. Good for her. Yeah. And so, I, good, he transcends... You know, all all subsects of rock and, and, and just music in general. He right. Was that... that Talented, but is there anything uh, during Bowie Week that um, like a high school kid can go to? There's Bowie Oki. Okay, all right. Bowie Oki is uh, it says Sarah Share of Sing Your Life Karaoke returns to Johnny Brenda's to host an all Bowie edition. Uh, the event is free to attend, but it's filling up fast. You want to get there and pick your song. So that's a Johnny Brenda's. So it's a bar, right? It is a bar. What yeah. time does that start? Uh, Eight p.m. Yeah. So I don't think you I'm kid. David Bowie, and I'd like to encourage you to snort, whistle, and raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah. David liked it, Kathy. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. There's uh, now there's food uh, specials for uh, Philly loves Bowie week. Blue blue electric blue ice cream sandwich at uh, Weckerly's. Bowie Thai pasta. Uh, Philly That's loves. Good. There's yeah. Philly loves Bowie brunch. At uh, is it uh, Chattagi Thai? Is that how you pronounce it? Thank you, Marissa. Uh, there's John. I'm only eating at Doobie's Bar. Hmm. Uh, I don't know the John. I'm only eating. Uh, I, I assume that's well, a you know, reference it should to a be. song. John, Hero, heroes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, though they're hokey. Yeah. They call them hokies yeah. here, but a hero is a yeah. sandwich. Right. You're right. Oh, you're going to need heroes. <laughs> um, and then. John, I'm only dancing is a Bowie song. Is it? Okay. I, see, I don't know the deep cuts of Bowie. I know the hits. I know a couple of off the beaten path songs, but well, they, I'm not a deep cut. What's guy. for dinner, Maud? His other hit. Uh, what's for dinner, Maud? <laughs> that was it's a hit. Handsome man who comes home after a long day. His wife happens to be named Maud. And yes, what's for dinner? Uh, that's what the song's about. Yeah, no deeper meaning. No, and she's oh, tonight we're serving grizzly bear. <laughs> she says I didn't know you could eat that. Oh, you can eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to snort. Uh, and the bow nut. Oh, yeah. good. At Federal Donuts. Okay. So there's a donut there, the Federal the Donuts. Donut. Uh, it's a velvet. Oh, I thought it was a wholly different. Uh, no. That's Is this not, white pudding? Not that kind of nut. Vanilla pudding? Uh, Federal Donuts brings back its Bowie inspired velvet gold mine, a spiced cake donut. With, you know, like spiced cake. I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, I do like spiced cake. What is a classic spiced cake? Like a... uh, Like carrot cake or something? I would say carrot cake, but I think more... (laughs) Like gingerbread? Fruit. Yeah, gingerbread or fruit cake. What? I don't like fruit in the... uh, (laughs) Like carrot cake or something? (laughs) I think it is carrot cake. (laughs) Like carrot cake or something? Just save it, Bobby. I like the pleasures of carrot cake. It'd be the perfect capper to my grizzly bear dinner. No, I would not put carrot cake in that category. No, I think that's all spices. on its own. No? Yeah, that's on its own. Oh. You know what makes carrot... And now we're in the... Uh, yeah, kind of sore, sore. However, to me, the home run of the carrot cake, and I love the cake itself, <laughs> yeah. is the icing. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, the also, cream cheese icing, yeah. I don't like carrot cake either. What? I do it's love carrot cake. cake. I, yeah. I, I and have... I'm not a big fan of carrots. Uh, yeah, I, just, I like carrots. I just, I don't, I don't know. It's not worth I lo- it. I love, love, love carrot cake. Not worth it? And I like snort whistle uh, no. raspberry, too. I don't like that. When was the last time you had a carrot cake? Uh, on a, Check your I, journal. I will tell that you. Check it. <laughs> I know the last time I had carrot cake, okay. believe it or not. We were at the Camp Out for Hunger in the Metroplex. Okay. That was last time. What? Yes. And, and I, the only reason I know this is because. A decade ago? Yes. I don't like carrot cake. Okay. So when is the anniversary? Uh, I think it was the anniversary this past uh, camp out. Yeah, okay. that, because oh. I, I remember because a friend of mine dropped it off, and so I was like, I, I want to taste it. <laughs> and so I, you know, I had some. And... Was it store-bought? No, no, no. She's like a baker. She made it. Oh. oh you didn't like that. Um, I don't remember if I disliked it, but I obviously didn't go back and get more after I, that. I, I, I think that that's sort of a, that tr- just about everybody I know. Digs carrot cake. I mean, yeah. It, when it's done right. Yeah, yeah. there's a store uh, right around the corner from here. I'm not going to say the name of Target. it. Target. But it's a bakery right around the oh. corner here. And uh, <laughs> and uh, they have little bunts and they have a carrot bunt. I it's like bunts. amazing. Okay. Uh, anyhow, back to this. It's a spiced cake donut with vanilla cream glaze, 
blue sugar, red sprinkles, and uh, an edible gold flake stripe. So it you know it looks like the the light. Which is I love that look. Such, a, such an iconic look. Where's the closest federal? How many of them are there? Oh. Uh, Marissa, you happen to know offhand? There's a bunch of them. They just opened one on right next to Helium, or like right down the street from Helium. Uh, they're they're all primarily be... in the city. Yes. You think uh, so? Yeah. Because no, I think I'd, I'd, I'd like to get the Bowie. City? Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll um, pick some up. It's right near my house. All right. I'll pick some up and bring them in. Locations, 2nd Street, Center City, North Philly, South Street, West Philly, East Market Parkway, Whole Foods, Center City. So, yeah, Steve, looks. Oh. there's one Citizens Bank Park. Winwood. Winwood. Oh! Oh! Ah! Foods there. What's that, <laughs> I think they have a little stand in the supermarket there. Oh, okay. okay. So The, the bow nut. I like it. Uh, by the way, the uh, benefits uh, the Bowie Chop Fund. And will be available at uh, all Fed Nuts locations until it sells out January 13th. Uh, various locations this Christmas, will be available. Many Ethiopian children will not know the joy of bowling. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all for Philly Loves Bowie Week. I think that's, listen, the more that, of that stuff, it, it's sort of the spice of life here. And, and if you're going to honor someone, yeah. a musician... Yeah, Bowie's, you know, is about as good as you can get. Yep, absolutely. All right, City Beat, wrapping it up. That's it. That's all we have time for. But I uh, figure those are some interesting stories we're sharing this morning. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. Don't forget our Word of the Week prize. You can end up with uh, lawn seeds for the summer uh, at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Amazing. So at the end of the show. Don't miss out on it. We give that away tomorrow. I'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So our next guest, uh, a former intern of ours, stops by from time to time when he's got some gigs and he's going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club tonight at 8 o'clock. You can get tickets at HeliumComedy.com. This is Blake Wex. Hey! Hello. This nice. is a continuation of my internship, right? I'm getting I'm getting credit for yeah. this. Yeah, yes. credit yeah. point. No money. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. That's yeah. how I like it. That's yeah. good. Uh, that's what I'm used to. That's you exactly could, how the internship was. 100%. <laughs> you, could, you could use some money. You just got married since we've seen you. Didn't you get married this year, this summer, this I, past summer? I did. You're right on both points. I do need money, and I did get married. So, yeah, I got married a couple months ago. Thank you. Got married here in Philly. Nice. Where'd you guys have the, uh, the the ceremony, the party afterwards, all that stuff? We did it at the uh, the Waterworks down there the in Waterworks. Yeah. <laughs> the Waterworks. Yeah, and that's beautiful down there. It was gorgeous. Yeah, we were really lucky to be able to do it there. And I think they redid it. it the uh, I've gone a couple times, and mm-hmm. I, I've always wanted to do. They have like that subterranean tunnel thing. Yeah. That you yeah. Can, it's yes. like it's like hidden water waterworks. I, I ended up down there by accident. I was looking for the bathroom. Yeah. And ended up in like a pump room or something like that. But yeah, there's there's weird tunnels and things. It's cool. There. Hang on a second. Are you friends with Jason Avant? I I know yeah, yeah. We we're friendly with one another. All right. We're looking at a a, a post from uh-huh. your Instagram and uh Jason Avant, former uh wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah. commented on it. 
And he said, awesome brother. And like, uh, he's, for, I was a massive fan of his, obviously, when he was just an incredible slot receiver. I feel like right. every one of his catches was a first down every mm-hmm. single time we threw the ball to him. But, yeah, I was lucky enough to meet him at an Eagles event. And the he's going to be one of the biggest broadcasters, I feel like, in the he, next couple of years. He's got the chops. Huge, like, amazing chops, very smart, also funny. Yeah, I think yeah. that guy, the sky's the limit oh, nice. for that guy. Well, yeah. for, if our listeners don't know, you had been doing a bit of a podcast um, with Derek Gunn, formerly of M- NBC Sports Philadelphia mm-hmm. and and talking about Eagle stuff. Yeah, we did a food podcast on uh, where like Eagles meet food, and there were a lot of great guests on it. Dick Vermeil, uh, Brandon Graham was on it, so I was able to you know hopefully add a little humor to it as Dick, well. Dick Vermeil is such a cool dude, yeah, unobjectionable. Such, yeah, 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 just amazing. And uh, yeah, when you meet him, it's like, you know we we tell him when we did the first you know days of the camp out for hunger, the first mm-hmm. times we did the camp out for hunger was at the Adams Market. So Preston. He'll always be a huge picture on a billboard. <laughs> yeah, right. That's all we ever saw was him. So yeah, it was it was, it was pretty wild. So uh, with the with the uh, the marriage and mm-hmm. all of this stuff is. Uh, has there been sort of a moratorium placed on incorporating married life into your routine, or are you? <laughs> is it open for the the picking? No, it's open for the for the picking. My in laws were kind enough to lift the moratorium. There will be no lawsuits, as far as I'm uh, aware of. But yeah, it's been great to great fodder for stand up. Where it's almost as if you get on stage and having a ring on, it almost is you have a co-signer as a human being when you get up there. Oh, this person's not a total pig, you know. <laughs> Someone can love him. Women might listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. My my female um, listenership has uh, tripled since I've gotten married. So yeah, and and counting, but it's been great. So so with the uh, with the the marriage and with all that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, is she in the industry at all? Or no, she is a like a health journalist. So okay. she's a health writer. So she actually started covering COVID for multiple publications like Healthline, Huffington Post since COVID started. So, oh. yeah. Okay. Is, is she from this area? Because you guys got married here, so. Yeah, she went to Conestoga High School also. She was a year ahead of me and continues to be. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch up to her age. But, yeah, she she went to Conestoga. She was, um, yeah, a year ahead of me. Did you have to pick the right time to introduce her to Todd Glass? There is no right time. Uh, no, Todd, Todd was at our wedding, and he. There were a lot of things stacking up against Todd Glass. Where Todd is a very particular man, yeah, and he doesn't like heat or hot. So he walks. I've never seen someone walk on one side of the street before because it's in the shade, right? You know, he will not cross the street. He would take an Uber from one side of the street to another. Yeah. He, he sweats. Yeah, he he revs high, yeah. and he. Uh, it was ninety six degrees. Degrees outside at like nine o'clock when we got married, but Todd stuck it out. He was a great sport about it. He was very sweet. So yeah, she he loves Julia. Julia loves Todd. So she went to Conestoga. She mm-hmm. was a year ahead of you. Yeah, D- were you guys? Uh, was there a relationship then in high school? Does it last that long? So it we were friendly. And actually, we have, for our first anniversary, I got her a gift of, I saved the texts that we had sent to each other years before we even uh. started dating. And it is very me trying to hang out with her uh-huh. and her making poor excuses as to why she That's can't. Like, Do you remember any in particular? Yeah, I asked her to hang out one weekend and she was like, oh, sorry, you know, Oktoberfest got me. And Oktoberfest was like two weeks before. And I was like, That's not a good excuse. What are you in the hospital? But she, yeah, we um we did not date back then, but it's almost we've gotten 
the best versions of ourselves now that we're grown-ups. And we actually reconnected at a Todd Glass show now that you brought it ah. up. I was opening for Todd, and Julia was in the green room with us. And again, Todd, very particular man. Uh, someone had left a little piece of trash on <laughs> oh, the no. on his desk in there, yeah. and I saw it and dove on it like it was a grenade, <laughs> like I was a war hero trying to get uh, it out of his <laughs> out of his purview. And Julia was like, what is that about Blake? What is he doing there? I'm like, no, it's for Todd. It's not for me. Oh, yeah, I'm okay with the trash. Well, the story's and, and, and Casey, you were at his house. house. Uh, that that yeah. there is a, a le- so I always knew he was you know particular in, in the, you know taking milk out of the cartons and putting them in you know uh, a nice glass glass yeah. right, right the whole all of that I didn't realize that it was on a on a on a really elevated OCD level and that's where he is right it's and he's very everything he does does improve the ambiance of the situation where right. he'll get to the comedy club a day early <laughs> gel all the lights put candles out oh he goes uh, to target he will yeah. he Are you will kidding? he redecorates green rooms if it's not up to like his standards. Yeah. And when I before I started headlining myself, I would only do shows opening for Todd. So I thought that's just how all the rooms looked. And then <laughs> it looked I like would, Stevie <laughs> Nick's bedroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fleetwood Todd. And uh, then I would get to new comedy clubs where I wouldn't have that luxury. And I'd be like, this place is a dump. And it's like, no, Todd fixes everything when he gets <laughs> wow. there. So, Which, yeah. I, and I, so I was surprised when I, because when I got to his house, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, went to his uh, little podcast studio in, in his backyard. Yeah. And his backyard, I mean, it's, you know, it's, um, you know, the way it's set up is nice. Mm-hmm. But there's like stuff on the table and like, you know, it was like, like, like old glasses and bottles and stuff. Oh, wow. Like, so that's, like, re- that's sort like, of his, that his man cave. Yeah, we're going to have to edit though. this out if he hears it. He's, he's going to lose it. We can't let it get out that Todd has loose bottles hanging around. He loses mind. <laughs> but he was, you know, uh, incapacitated at the time. He had uh, had surgery. And right. So it wasn't really like, moving excuse. around. Yeah. I guess so. If right. you want to give him an excuse. Yeah, he had heavy plastic surgery. Uh, is what, <laughs> he had a face transplant. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Wow! Well, cool. So, uh, with the with, by the way, have you taken advantage? I know that they have the recording facilities at Helium. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, is and we've had a few people through who have recorded their specials there. Yeah, is that something that's on on your potential? I've I've recorded an album there yeah. before uh, about it was like, a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe a year and a half. Ago. Oh, I actually I've recorded two there. One okay. on my own, and then one through Helium's recordings. I got it. And I'm getting ready to film my own special in Cincinnati next month. So tonight is basically I'm running the hour in a you know Helium's the best comedy club in the world. So yeah, yeah. In a really comfortable environment, try to get the timing down and make sure everything everything fits. Do you, now when obviously we know and we've heard from a number of different comedians that you, you got to have someone who gets comedy to direct it. Who's directing? Yes. My friend, Cy Amundsen, who's a great stand-up comedian, he has a half hour on Comedy Central, did Conan, and he's moving into directing. And he, we're very, very close friends. Also, I mean, I don't know if I got my particularness from Todd or who I got it from, (laughs) but it's from Todd. And Cy is also very particular, but he's helped me really tighten my act, give me notes to Uh where all my previous releases were, I would do an album because I had written 40 minutes of new material. But this is more of him making me a better comedian in the process of releasing this material. That's so, wild. Like when you when you do a, a show in Philly, mm-hmm. um, how much of that do you focus on Philadelphia? Do you do you put a little bit or a whole lot of it? 
it starts with, hey, I don't need to lean on that at all. Right. And then it comes out of you yeah. and it's 90% of the show. So, yeah, I'm like, ah, I'm just going to do my material that appeals across the country. And then, you know, you start talking about the ins and outs of Jonathan Gannon's defense. And then you start talking about Ben Simmons and start talking about why Jalen Hurts deserves the MVP even though he's missed two games. So, yeah, it all it all comes out. Uh, Helium's a great um, comedy club for uh, uh, comedians and people yeah. uh, going to the shows alike. I mean, it's a really cool place to see a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're a working comedian and you've played the best of the best and, and I'm, I'm sure some like real dumps so uh what what is the worst venue you've ever played and why the worst venue is probably when I opened my uh, wedding down in that pump room that uh, Preston. You know, it was. I, that I, pump room is uh, horrible. Horrible acoustics. Yes, Pumps always running. The aptly named pump room. Uh, I would say honestly, uh, God, I did a show once in a parking lot outside. And once I've done a few parking lots, not to brag, and it wasn't even during COVID. It was while things were. Fully functional. And oh my god! I, yeah, not, I, I found the the person who books all the parking lots. Yeah, and there was horrific wind that day. So, and it never occurred to me. It kills hey, the sound. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it kills the sound. And then it was a gravel parking lot. So oh. just gravel was just flying oh, into my yeah. eyes, into the like, ding, 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 just into the mic. And it never occurred to me to not do the show. It's oh, I got to do my seven minutes. This was not clearly not an actual uh, comedy. Parking lot club. <laughs> it was it was a pop up, right? It had it to was, be. Yeah. Correct. It yeah. was a five star comedy parking. You know, uh, Richard Pryor's performed there, yeah. and all the greats. Car- it was Carlin's favorite parking lot to perform in. And no, it was. Uh, I'm moving on to medians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was um, not 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 something I was proud of, but something I had to accept at the time of my career. Those are your battle scars, though. Yeah. Those are the, the that yes. becomes part of the. It's funny you mentioned about having a director help you with your material. Mm-hmm. Um, because I forget who I was watching. Um, it was a director, and um, he was talking about oh, it's the, the, the Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick director. Yeah, who's excellent. And and he he talks about um, that a lot of times they um, uh, he would test he tests a movie will pay people to just come in and sit and watch it, and he just watches it in the room with them. And then he says, you can go now. He doesn't, and others doesn't even need to get their feedback because when he has just that tangential energy, mm-hmm. he says to himself, well, I could cut that by 10 minutes. I could cut, just, wow. just by having that unspoken connection to an audience makes him realize where the edits can come. A hundred percent. And it's it's even it almost hurts to watch yourself do stand up because you see that. And it's it's so deeply personal because I, I for one, talk about, you know, my life and right. my humanity. So it's hard to separate me as a human being from my stand up, which I think can give me success. But, but when you watch it and get notes, it's like, wait, do you hate me or do you hate my act or is it both? You it's, know? Such a, and, it's such a wild yeah. process because yeah. in comedy in, in general, we've talked about this many times, mm-hmm. is that, again, so you're you're set up and eventually you're getting to your quote unquote punchline. And and so like even when I'm like cutting the promo for the for the show for the day, mm-hmm. it's like one pass, two pass, it's shrinking, shrinking, shrink. Uh, all right, setup's still intact. Joke is still intact, setups, and you just keep eliminating the bullcrap. So no, no matter how hard you think you are on yourself, you yeah. can always edit more, you know? Exactly. It's like, oh, I don't know with all the exposition if I need every single person <laughs> in the story's, like, mother's maiden name and their right. address. It's like, you can cut that part out. Right, right. It's not funny. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, by the way, if you want to check out Blake, you know, obviously you can go tonight to Helium Comedy Club, but also uh, you've got, uh, you know, uh, stuff online, I guess, mm-hmm. through Spotify that uh, people can listen. Um, there's one called Stuff Boy. 
Yes. And uh, I, I found out you you found out a unique listening time period uh, for that. <laughs> I uh, did. Most people listen to it. There was a very odd where Spotify does Spotify wrapped at the end of the year where it gives you all the the, the sort of the break, uh, analytics the yeah. all, all the analytics were for if you're a fan of music you obviously find out your top five and right. all the people that you listen to and as a quote unquote uh, calling myself an artist I started <laughs> stuttering uh, I don't know if that shows my self esteem but as an artist you get to see when people listened how much they listened the demographics and there was a weird period and I think it was from 3am to 5am or something <laughs> people were listening to my album and it's like oh well that's good that that's the type of person who's listening to <laughs> 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Insomniacs or, you know, people on a bender is when, is who, that's who I appeal to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> people that, that stayed until closing yes. and then they got home. The 50, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. They need more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The 5150 yeah. crowd. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They cooked a pot pie and <laughs> put my comedy on in the background. <laughs> a pot pie comedy. Uh, that should be the name of your next. I think it might have to be. Oh my god! You, you, you play Amish clubs. They're up very early. Yeah, yeah right. very, very. They are. Early. They be, are. They'll be your four a.m. crowd I'll, for sure. I'll have to do it a cappella. I won't be able to use an electric microphone. Yeah, but I'll do it. those old school megaphones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, non-powered ones. Um, all right. Well, listen, dude. We just uh, we're well. It's, number one, it's great to see you. You too. Um, we want to help get the word out that you got a gig tonight. Heliumcomedy dot com to get your tickets to see Blake Rex Wexler, which uh, the show is at eight o'clock. Tonight, yes. Um, anybody else performing with you? Or yeah, a lot of great um, opening acts. Jamie Papas is one. Eddie Finn and Manny Brown. All you know, since I moved back to Philly, you get to meet younger comedians, and they're the next so crop of good good comedians in this area. Really wonderful talent. Yeah. It's a great comedy town. Philadelphia, for my money, is one of the best comedy cities in the United States. So Excellent. yeah. All right. Well, great to see you, man. Have you a, too. Have a great gig tonight. Thank you, guys. Right, let's hear it for Blake, guys. Wexler on the show, HeliumComedy.com. We're going to take a break. Coming back in a moment. Be file up next. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right. Thank you, Cassie. It's so funny over there. <laughs> what happened? I just, my mind started wandering. Casey had mentioned music in the 1950s, and I think one of my all-time favorite conversations we had on this show was about Chuck Berry. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> did, that, did that come up accidentally or randomly? Like, no, he had, he had I, think that's, I think that's when he passed. Okay. Was it? Uh, it was, it may have been on the anniversary of his death or birthday or something right. like that. Or, or yeah, maybe it was when he died. And yeah, because we were, we were like, what a loving tribute to the <laughs> one of the found founders of rock and roll. And uh, but, 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 but what I was laughing about is the first thing that popped in my mind was actually a little Richard clip, which is the wop bop a loo bop, lop bam, and then the big fart sound effect that came after that. Wop bop a loo bop. Because we had yeah, we had uh, audio of of Chuck Berry with a hooker, and he farted. <laughs> We have that. And it's legit. This is Chuck Berry. Do we have it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to hear it. Yeah. Are you bathing? Yes. You got to get clean. Yes, I do. I'm going to give you something to bathe from. Kiss it. You my girl? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. Open your mouth. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Open your mouth. Open your Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> One more time. Open your mouth. Oh my god. I mean, 
That's what he was. I mean, come on. At least he asked, uh, do you love me? Do you oh, love I was going to say, he didn't ask her to open her mouth. He, he asked her to open he her told mouth. Her to. Yeah. All right. Open but he was making sure mouth. that she loved him enough to yeah. do that. By the way, are you are you, are you peckish at all? Because I, I, can, I can give you something to eat. Yeah. <laughs> we have a still screenshot from yeah. the video. It's him on his back, legs straight up in the air. Her head is down there. Yeah. And that's when he said, Do you love me? Yeah. Open your mouth. Oh. Did he say you can smell my fart? Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. But so I got that for you. Chuck Berry. I made this for you. (laughs) Do you think uh, I made that? That that cookie was made with love. Um, Lordy Lord. You have to uh, compartmentalize and realize that he had his on stage moments and then his farting in hookers mouths moments. Oh, wait. We have a... uh... Little Richard Chuck Berry origin. You guys want to hear this one? Yeah. This right. might have been what you were talking about. 40 seconds long. All right, here we go. We'll call her a hooker. Uh, is um, going to town on his manliness. Uh, so she's right in the sweet spot. And then uh, and then he lets... Uh, he g- g- gives her a little bop, 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 boom, bop. I have to hear the... What I have to hear is the audio of this. Boom, boom, bop, 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 Boom! <laughs> now we need the yeah. we need yeah. we need even we though need it's not audio. Chuck Berry. Yeah. Yeah. We need little Richard saying a wop bop a loo bop a lop bam So we can put these together. <laughs> we yeah. eventually did. We did? We, yeah, oh, we yeah. did. Yeah. And absolutely. it might be this oh what? Well with the new the system. Same day? Yeah. Hang on, the difference bro. between this might be the same. Hang on. Little Richard and Chuck Berry's. The word is that people that encountered Chuck Berry could be a dick. He oh, really yeah. could big be. Big time. Yeah, and absolutely. absolutely. Yes. Yep. Uh, that Little Richard was a lot more, uh, yeah, certainly he had his ego, but a lot more welcoming and a lot cooler to hang out with. Yep. Unless uh, you were a hooker. <laughs> then Chuck Berry really. <laughs> were, uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Yes, and he would love to fart in your mouth. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> You remember when when Chuck Berry died and we were we were playing back? Oh, this was like years later. This is us re- recapping oh. it. Hang on, oh, him and the hooker together. We ended up using Little Richard. I know it's the only thing we had. The only thing it was what Bob Lou what Bob. We have it. Let's see if we have that. Oh, Do we come have on. It? This is like looking into a mirror with the mirror behind you. This is Inception yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait here. Yeah, there's Tutti Frutti. So. Uh, okay, let's try yeah. this one. Uh, here we go. That's just the song. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) This is a clip within a clip. Here's part two. Am I home listening to this? (laughs) I think you are. Is it this one? Uh, That one. Do we we want to take a spin down this lane as well? Uh, I hate to go down this this path, but (laughs) of of all of them, who was known to be the most? Depraved, or right, I'm gonna fast forward through this. Last B was, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that was okay. There's that. Right, but... yeah, here we are. Hey, right, I think we got it. All right, here we go. <laughs> Let's see if this is it. Hang on, do this one more time. Okay, <laughs> right, Kath? Yeah, I'm gonna do it. You're gonna do it. I'm not into it. Oh, oh. I thought you said I, I'm going to do it. I thought she was. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you said I'm going to do it. I thought you were, yeah. <clears throat> Kathy, do you love me? Normally, since age, <laughs> President Steve member Kathy, 
Uh, yeah, no, that right. uh, it's it, you. It's so <sighs> hard to believe uh, that, but it's true and it's documented, and that's why we bring it back uh, yeah. occasionally just for the kids. Sorry to derail that, guys. Yeah, that's uh, all. It's okay. We do need to do you the go So uh, I'm ready for that now. Let's go. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, brought to you this morning by the Wildwood Fishing and Boat Expo (laughs) at the Wildwoods Convention Center, which is coming up on Saturday, January 7th from 9 to 5 and Sunday the 8th from 9 to 2. And online fishing expo Wildwood. Com to get your tickets. So I'll start with a boat story. Oh, okay. well, there you go. A hot tub boat adventure. Yes. So have you seen these things? I love them. Yeah, it's an actual... Uh, it's actually a, a small, hot, motorized hot tub yeah. uh, that you can take out into the water and drive around in it. But you're not going to take it into the ocean, but you take it on a lake. Yeah, something with yeah, a yeah. smooth uh, surface. And uh, so anyhow, a hot tub boat adventure among friends ended with a 911 call while the passengers and company that rented them the boat were left pointing fingers at one another. According to the group on the boat... Uh, the trip was chaotic. They smelled what they described as an electrical burning smell, saw smoke, and eventually an explosion. Wow. Dr. Scott With Smith. With all that water? Said just a boom. A ball of fire went through the thing. The boat lifted up out of the water, and when it came back down, half of the water from the hot tub was gone, and the lake was coming in. I would just naturally think that'd be one of your safer boats to be on when there's a fire. Uh, so Smith said he had suffered a concussion. He also had a fractured wrist. His fiance, Dr. April Hunziker, uh, had bruises up and down her legs along with a sprained ankle. She, too, got an MRI and was told she suffered a concussion. So what, what said it all? Oh, they don't know. A picture with what appears to be a crack in the boat's hull was shared. The passengers claimed that Lake Union hot tub boats didn't have enough life jackets for everyone on board, and that no one answered the phone when they called for help throughout the ordeal. Instead, their calls went to a voicemail. At first, Lake Union hot tub boats declined to comment. Later, they responded with a statement, including that they went to assist with the tow after receiving a call that the group had some motor trouble. They didn't answer direct questions, but sent a follow-up email clarifying that the boat never sank. Well, hey, the boat never (laughs) sank, so you got to at least give us that. You didn't die. And the statement made a point of indicating the group had been drinking. Well, that's what they do. But they said they returned to the dock safely and everyone was happy with no reported issues when they left for the night. A member of the company wrote that the group told our staff that they were heading out to the bars to continue drinking. They had been drinking throughout the experience. Uh, That dialogue of the story has frustrated some of those on the boat. At the time of the 911 call, it was pitch black and water was near freezing. Smith said that if they had panicked and attempted to swim ashore, they may not have made it. Uh, He said it wasn't a hot tub full of crazy, irresponsible people. According to Lake Union's hot tub boat website, alcoholic beverages are allowed on the boats unless they're in glass containers. Uh, whether, uh, Whatever the case, the Seattle Fire Department was initially called to help the panic group of friends. They noted online that a bystander had successfully begun to tow the boat ashore and that the group had been taken aboard. So you're on a boat, you're in a boat that's filled with water. Right. And then, you know, it, there's so it's many not, improbabilities to this. Yeah, it's not going to sink yeah. because it's made to be filled with water and float. So <laughs> well, There's still an engine and there's stuff that's flammable. Sure, sure. You know? Yeah, it could be dangerous for sure. Absolutely. Uh, two people in Florida were arrested after one of them made a 911 call to get help with moving their belongings from a home 
that they were burglarizing. Uh. Deputies responded to a home Saturday after a 911 call was made, but nobody spoke at the home. The deputies concluded that nobody lived there, but they no, found... this isn't my home. I'm robbing this home. They found a male suspect and his girlfriend inside the home after uh, entering it through an unlocked door. Deputies had been searching for the male suspect after identifying him on security video as a burglar at a Dollar General store <laughs> where several items were stolen earlier in the he day. He robbed a Dollar General a store? dollar store. <laughs> While talking to deputies, the female suspect... That must be, instead of Ocean's Eleven, that's Ocean's One. Uh, ...told them that she had called 911 for the purpose of having law enforcement help them move their belongings from the house they were burglarizing. <laughs> uh, they also went to get... I mean, that's the type of person that robs a, a, a dollar, dollar store. store. They also wanted to get a ride to the airport so that they could spend the weekend in New York. Uh, the male <laughs> suspect was charged with burglary, the related uh, theft related to the store, and also burglary of a residence. The female suspect was charged with burglary of a residence. A woman uh, in Australia got the wild surprise after mixing up her Golden Retriever's faux Tasmanian Devil plush toy with an actual, real, live Tasmanian Devil. Oh, my God. A Wednesday evening inside her home in In Hobart, Australia, on the island state of Tasmania, Kristen Lynch went to reach for what she thought was her pup's trinket when it suddenly raced away. She said, I went to reach for for it, and the devil shot underneath the couch. The Tasmanian devil is the world's largest carnivorous marsupial. Uh, It can grow to around the size of a large house cat. Utterly shocked at her discovery, Lynch let out a scream that woke up her family who rushed to see what caused the uproar. And they're tenacious fighters. Uh, To get rid of the furry intruder, Lynch's husband carefully escorted the Tasmanian devil who's known to fly into a rage when threatened by a predator. (laughs) He got him out of the the house with a broom. (laughs) Meanwhile, Lynch and her children gathered on top of the kitchen table as he shooed it. Uh, out of the house. <laughs> They're kind of cute, actually. Yeah. So, uh, but everybody lived. They're all yes, <laughs> of course. All right, and then finally, we'll do one more story and wrap it up here. A, uh, a, a gentleman named Karen Alverson, his New Year's Eve did not go as expected when a firework exploded in his hand <gasps> while he was celebrating, causing him to lose more than half of his fingers on one hand. He said, I lit off two fireworks, and then the third one was like a dud, and I went to, like, check it out, and it, like, just blew up in my hand. And, like, I have four fingers now. Alverson was shooting off the firework when one did not fully go off. When he went to go pick it up, the mortar shell exploded. He picked up a mortar Mortar. shell. Come on. Uh, He said, I couldn't see anything, and my hands were numb. I finally got, like, sight for, like, ten seconds. I'm reading this for me, by the way. And then I see, like, one of my hands was, like, missing. Once Alverson came uh, to, he ran inside to get his girlfriend, Teresa, and they rushed to the hospital. He said, on the way to the hospital, I could just, like, feel like going out, like I felt like I was, like, blacking out almost. <laughs> I get in the car, the truck, and then, and he's not a teenager. No, no. Uh, I get in the car, the truck, and then there's a phone charger in there. So I started to tourniquet my arm off with a phone charger I start, like, looping it around my own arm. Come on, man. Alverson ended up losing his thumb, index finger, and middle finger. He was airlifted to Salt Lake City and is uncertain if he will be able to keep his remaining fingers. You big dummy. <laughs> uh, Alverson does not have health insurance. Uh, says that he won't be able to work construction for a long time. <sighs> his girlfriend has started to go fund me to, like, help him out. Jesus. Yeah, so like, there, yeah. She likes him. Like- 
And that is what I have in the bizarre file for now. All right, another break. We're going to take one. When we return, lesson question, trash and music news. We've got some stuff to give away. We'll do it when we get back. All right, hang it up. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Good day to you, dear friend. Hope it's going swimmingly so far. Getting towards the end of our program for the day, but you got it. You got everything covered as far as every minute of every hour of every day right here on MMR. And uh, by the way, we also have, uh, if you have not watched yet, the YouTube live stream. If you want to take a look. Uh, you can like and subscribe to the Preston and Steve Show YouTube channel for daily reminders. We'll let you know when the uh, new one's up and running. Awesome. And uh, sponsored by Newman University, come discover the new you and the NU, new you. And, of course, WMMR. And there's lots of goodies available and links to stuff like that at WMMR.com. So, please, uh, take a gander over there when you get a chance. All right. So, let's see. We are going to offer up a lesson question for today. Uh, and let me see what I want to go with here as far as the question we're going to ask. And I'll tell you what we are giving away. How about this? What was... Uh, what was Bowie's follow-up hit to John, I'm Only Dancing? <laughs> think that's too hard? I think that, I, no, I, I think I'm, I'm always amazed by how sharp people are. I could even add the first part of it is what's for dinner. Okay. And then what's the name? Yeah. Who's, who's, uh, who's dinner for? 215-263-WMMR. What was Bowie's follow-up hit to John, I'm Only Dancing? Uh-huh. All right, 215-263-WMMR. If you happen to know the answer, feel free to give us a call because we are going to give away as a prize four pack of tickets to see the Wings home opener Saturday, January 14th at Wells Fargo Center. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by the Wildwood Fishing and Boat Expo at the Wildwoods Convention Center. It's Saturday, January 7th, this Saturday from 9 to 5, Sunday the 8th from 9 to 2. Uh, and you can get information online at fishingexpowildwood.com. What's happening this morning, Steve? All right. Uh, the Real Housewives of New Jersey star Teresa Judice. Says she and her new husband, excuse me, her and her new husband, Louis Rallis, are hypersexual and spend all of their time at home completely naked. Judai says she has the only dining room chairs with skid marks. Hey! <laughs> Britney Spears' husband, Sam Ashgari, addressing rumors that the uh, that now with Britney's father out of the way, he is the one in complete control of her. Ashgari says if he really was in complete control, she would probably occasionally cover her vagina. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Rick, finally, Rick Singer, the mastermind behind the Varsity Blues college admission scandal that saw both Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman doing time, was he himself sentenced to three years in prison. Singer uh, says he realizes he is a disappointment to his fellow alumni at Harvard, Stanford, Yale, Duke, and all the other universities he pretended to go to. 
<laughs> That's your Hollywood track. All righty. We shall see if someone does indeed know the answer to this question. I'm curious if you'll be able to get it. It's kind of a tough one. What was the Bowie's follow-up hit to John I'm Only Dancing? Uh, we will go to, let me see here. We're going to go to Andrew and see if he happens to know the answer. Hey, Andrew, good morning. Good morning, you guys. Uh, Get Zooks, bud. All right, Andrew, so what's Bowie's follow-up hit to John I'm Only Dancing? Uh, what's for Dinner Maud? What's for Dinner Maud, yes. <laughs> Hang on, Andrew. You got it right. Four-pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Wings home opener Saturday, January 14th, Wells Fargo Center. You want to be there for all the hard-hitting lacrosse action and affordable family fun? Get your tickets now at wingslax.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. (laughs) Brought to you this morning by the Wildwood Fishing Boat Expo at the Wildwoods Convention Center. Saturday, January 7th from 9 to 5. Sunday, the 8th from 9 to 2. And you can get information online at fishingexpowildwood.com. I only have two items uh, for you this morning, so it's going to be kind of a short music news. Um, Marilyn Manson accuser Ashley Morgan Smithline's case has been dismissed. According to Page Six, a California judge tossed out Smithline's sexual abuse lawsuit after she she was advised to find new legal representation, after she failed to find new representation or to represent herself, case was thrown out. So So, it's kind of like she just kind of gave up on it. It is. Like not even formally doing anything. So at the beginning of a lot of this, uh, what was speculated was where is the line between consensual and when, when you're in that situation... How do you determine the line has been crossed? Exactly. Unless you, yeah, yeah. Are you right. verbally saying, I don't like this, don't do this, I don't want to do this? Right. You know what I mean? And I exactly know what you mean. And or, I think, I think, and so I certainly have my feelings about, uh, you know, uh, to me, the second you hear anything that's someone is not happy with what you're doing, you stop. But if that is part of the play, I don't know. But none of this got. A chance to, I know. to play out in court. So, so I wonder if yeah. the 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 her team or her lawyers were were trying. Let me ask you, and I, I forget was she the only one with an actual court proceeding against Manson? No. Because we heard a number of other people. She was the fourth woman. The to file. fourth. Yeah. Okay. So there's more stuff right. out there. Uh, the lawsuit was dismissed without prejudice, meaning that she can refile the same claim. At a later time, if she wishes to do so, Smithline accused uh, Manson of raping and abusing her uh, during their two-year on-and-off relationship. Yeah, I mean, it's very possible that she ran out of money or she knew that she was going not going to be able to have the money to continue the fight. Possibly. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have all of these people saying, and th- these women who are clearly traumatized by whatever the experience was with Manson, and uh, yeah, that you... you, you Listen, he's owed his day in court, but you shudder to think if someone was doing stuff like that, they would get away with it. And so, Steve, she was the fourth to file a suit, but uh, Manson has been accused of sexual assault by at least 15 other women. 15! Including uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Yes. Okay. All right. Did Rose McGowan... She oddly enough, I she's think not Kristen, listed. Yeah, I think she, her experience was... She does not discount any of what these other women are saying, but I think she had a different experience. Okay. And then finally, just one more thing. Uh, Sharon Osbourne has confirmed that her and Ozzy's daughter, Kelly, 
has welcomed her first child Aww. with her boyfriend, Sid Wilson. Uh, Osborne gave birth to a baby boy named Sidney. Uh, so I wonder if uh, her boyfriend is Sid. Yeah. So I wonder if it's Sidney Jr. or It doesn't say. Or uh, Sidney Sr. According to E! News, Osborne said... <laughs> Somebody should do that. Name name the baby Sr. It's funny here because it, it mentions three Osbournes. It says Sharon Osborne, Ozzy Osborne, Kelly Osborne, And then it says, according to E! News, Osborne said... <laughs> Okay. Well, maybe they're talking about Joan Osborne. No, they all said it at the same time. <laughs> uh, they said they're just so, so great, so great. So That's very great. <laughs> wow. Okay. So and, good. And then Sharon so added, so it must have been Ozzy. Yeah. Sharon added, uh, she won't let a picture go out of him, no, and I'm so proud of her. So proud. Okay, so there you so, go. She's had so, a baby. So good. good. Yes. Steve, there's a kid in my neighborhood, uh, and his name was Bobby Sr., and he was a junior. Oh, really? So he was Bobby Sr. Jr., and his dad was Bobby Sr. Sr. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and it was just like, yeah. all right. Yeah, but it was an interesting choice by the parents to name their son Bobby, because hmm. then he became Bobby Sr. Jr. My next-door neighbor Bobby uh, was Bobby Sr. His last <laughs> name was Sr. Wait. His last name was Senior. Yeah, that's oh. the same. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, so, so, okay. Our neighbor was oh. Bobby Senior. Yes, okay. His last name is Senior. Bobby I didn't, senior I just thought, okay. So right. his last name was Senior. Gotcha. And Bobby Senior had a son. Named Bobby him Senior Bobby's, Jr. And also named him Bobby. So he became Bobby Senior Jr. Bobby and the senior father junior. was Bobby Senior Senior. Mm-hmm. It's like Uncle Baby Billy. Yeah. That's right. Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah. All right, that's it in music news. A quick one for you. Let's take a break. We'll be ready to wrap up the program, and we'll get the letter today for that really cool Word of the Week prize. Uh, when we return, you can end up uh, seeing every summer concert uh, at Camden Waterfront. Amazing. If you win, and we give that away tomorrow. But you need the letter next. Stay with us. The President's Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. Buggy 3-3, WMMR. Everything that rocks. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. Yeah! I'm going to... There's something positive here, Preston. What is it? It is the fact that you are so, like, in sync with the music that you're as in sync with the music as the uh, system here is. So you guys both hit the... I'm trying... There's something positive, I right? I hit the button at the same time yeah. as the thing automatically triggered. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's it. Yeah. I feel so much better now. <laughs> 93.3 WMMR. I was going to backsell that song. <laughs> as we say in the business, backselling means talking about the song that just played. And that was uh, Zero from Smashing Pumpkins. Now, you're way backselling. You're way, way backselling, yeah. I guess. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, I would like to thank Mr. Blake Wexler yes. for being hey. on the program today. Uh, Blake is playing at Helium Comedy Club tonight. He's got a show at 8 o'clock, and uh, like the local guy, he used to be one of our interns. He's great. He's a very, very funny, super nice guy. Uh, go support him. Have a good time. It's still going to be a nice, warm evening out. Oh, yeah. You can walk around the city after or before the show and make a night of it. So why not go ahead and do that? Yeah. So we thank uh, Blake for coming by today. And that's all that I have to do, really, other yeah. than the letter of the day. So uh, I got no stall tactics. Listen, for, for, a, for a day on which we all sort of uh, laid claim to the fact that we hit what would traditionally be the Wednesday wall after coming back from vacation, we, the problem is when we revert to a regular schedule, pandemonium ensues. It you does. Know? It and does. so coming back on our uh, early schedule can cause issues. And this morning... We- <laughs> You were all going, holy crap. 
but it was a fun show. Yeah, had yeah. a good time for sure. All right, so we'll do the letter. You going to handle this case? Yep. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... M, as in Mr. Mister. All right, Ooh. and we are going to give away tomorrow a pair of lawn seats for the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion Summer Concert Season 2023. Lawn Pass gives fans guaranteed access to over 30 of this summer's most incredible concerts. And it's on sale now while supplies last at LawnPassLiveNation.com should you be so inclined. So uh, we'll give that away on tomorrow. Excited about that. Um, let me see. I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and also brought to you by Duncan and the President Steve Show, of course, Runs on Duncan. Tomorrow is a Friday, and we'll fill it with Friday love. Oh, that's what we're doing. Jam to the brim. No sad bro. Yes. None of that. All right, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye bye. From our early days of delivering ice and coal, Griffith Energy Services has been a leader in having the right comfort solutions for you. Folks rely on Griffith for everything from heating oil and propane to HVAC service, installation and repair, and so much more. Griffith Energy Services, doggone dependable for 125 years. Griffith specializes in train, but services all brands. Visit Griffith Energy Services today. Griffith Energy Services. Oh. Oh. Down on dependable. License number MTHVACR012278.